2: Made it to Friday afternoon. This is Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Thanks for being with us. As always, the C Spire text line is open to you. Get ready for faster phones. C Spire is rapidly expanding. 5G is part of a billion-dollar investment into their 5G and fiber networks over the next three years. That means more coverage, more reliability, and more speed. Learn more at Spire. Com. We had baseball in the Magnolia State last night. Mississippi State got its series started with Missouri, and the Bulldogs got a win over M-I-Z-Z-O-U. It was not the prettiest of ball games, but it was a win nonetheless. Five to four Bulldogs score three runs in the bottom of the seventh inning. The door was opened by a fielding error. Uh, what was ruled a throwing error, but should have been an error on the first baseman. He didn't. Uh, he, he got a Sunday hop over at first base and didn't handle it, and it opened the floodgates for Mississippi State and the Bulldogs got a five to four win. Landon Sims was dominant, as has been the case. Everybody else in the SEC gets started tonight. Seven games in the league in the uh, the penultimate weekend of Southeastern Conference regular season play, boys.
3: What's up? Also, last night, you forgot to mention, Richard, uh, we had, I don't know if I want to call it history, because it does happen on occasion, but we got the ever-elusive bat flip on a fly-out from a Missouri player last night. Oh, really? He hit the ball hard, he hit it basically to the wall, but he absolutely bat-flipped on a flyout. It happened. I mean, he swagged it, too. He hit it, and he just kind of... Well, maybe he was just
2: tossing it to the oh, dugout. Oh, no, it was a... <laughs> I
3: thought I just hit a bomb, and it ended up getting caught at the Hey, ball. did you see
4: that in real time? I did not. I saw Borky's tweet about it, though, and I, I watched the replay. <laughs> he and, bat uh, flipped, didn't he? he? He bat flipped a, a fly ball. Yeah. Uh, it
2: happened. Uh, Logan Tanner almost hit a home run. And he actually thought he got underneath it. Kind of dropped his head and then hustled down to first base. And the right fielder from Missouri uh, made the catch, robbed the home run. Was it was was it Allen? Yeah, yeah.
3: Give it a couple more years. We're going to have a Tanner, Tanner, and a Logan Allen, and an Allen Allen, and a Tanner Logan Allen.
4: States Logan, and we'll Logan, Logan Logans, Logan. and Tanners. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, when he, when when Tanner Allen hit it, I. That's My seat right. In the press box is no there's no view, so I have to stand up. And as soon as the ball came off the bat, I sat down to type out he's done it again. And then I realized the ball was not going to get out. Good catch. Yeah. There you go. Did make a uh,
3: fairness, did make a nice catch. If he wasn't there, the ball does go over the fence. He like the guy robbed Dave yeah, a
2: yeah. That's a low fence in right field. Yeah. Well, really all the way around. I mean Mississippi, yeah. and and that's that's an interesting ballpark cork. All ballparks are different. Some walls, I mean, you got to be able to leap like you're going to be able to dunk a basketball to rob one. Some of them you couldn't, you know, have a, a a pole vault pole and get to the top of the wall. And then some, you know, you reach up and your glove is above the wall. And that was pretty much what the case was for the Missouri outfielder last night.
4: Yeah, Brad Cumbus has taken advantage of that a couple of times this year. It helps being six foot five.
2: Yeah, yeah that, that, does he even have to leave his feet? Can he stand still he, and reach he, and have his glove above the wall?
4: He can. He had one this year where he had to leap. Gotcha.
2: Uh, so Mississippi State gets the win 5-4 to four last night. Uh, didn't play particularly well, or at least I didn't think.
4: Would you agree? <laughs> I, I, would, I would go a little further. You spelled out Mizzou earlier. I'll spell out U-G-L-Y. It was ugly, ugly game. Uh, State, the first three or four innings didn't even look like they were like their heads were in the ballpark. Um, it was only until they when they got, I guess, into the sixth when Preston Johnson comes into the game that it felt like State sort of snapped to attention and got control from there.
2: And buddy, the bullpen was good again for Mississippi State last night. Christian McLeod threw sixty-seven pitches in three innings, gave up six hits, three runs, two of them earned, walked a couple, had a strikeout, had a wild pitch, just not terribly effective in the ball game. Then it was Brandon Smith's turn. He went two innings, gave up a couple of hits, and allowed one earned run. He did have three strikeouts, but my goodness, ten strikeouts out of the final possible 12 outs of the game for Preston Johnson, who got the win, and Landon Sims, who picked up his seventh save. Preston Johnson faced seven batters. He walked one and struck out six, and as impressive as Landon Sims was and is at the end of the game, I thought Preston Johnson was even more impressive in the 6th and 7th innings last night. Is that crazy?
4: No, I mean like you said, he struck out all of his outs were strikeouts. He had great control. He had the one walk, but other than that, he I mean he was just fantastic and you know, it, was, it seems like a couple of weeks ago we were talking about state's bullpen and saying, "Look, you know they've got a lot of talent and you know Landon Sims is great, but who else is going to step up?" And then these last two or three weeks, you've seen Preston Johnson sort of do that. Obviously, Houston Harding, Stone Simmons, and Cam Tuller have become a little bit more reliable. You know what you've got with Brandon Smith. So those those names we were talking about, are they going to step up? They're doing it now at the end of the season, which is obviously great news uh, for Mississippi State.
2: With apologies to the young men on the Missouri baseball team who I know are playing hard and I know want to win, just like whoever their opponent is on a given day wants to win. That is a bad baseball team. That is a middle of the road to bottom half conference USA team.
4: I mean, I, I am I'm struggling to disagree with you. I mean, they just they just don't have a lot of talent. I mean, they've got two or three guys in the lineup hitting under two hundred. Um, their pitching is not particularly great. Um, they don't seem to have a whole lot of depth. Yeah. They're, they're, the, the, SEC baseball is, is is a road too far for Missouri. It's just it's not working out for him.
3: Starter had okay stuff. But it was his first start, Yeah, he had some okay stuff. Help me make sense of the armband thing, though. Like I've seen it more players in the doing outfield that. and stuff, you know, with adjustments based on a hitter, but why does a pitcher have one?
2: They're calling pitches with numbers from the dugout.
3: But doesn't everybody else with the little. Right. Walking yeah, talking, it, you give to the catcher, well, and the catcher gives a signal, and they, they do it that way. Like every the, the, the rationale behind it is
2: you eliminate the ability to steal signs. Period. Even though catchers change signs, you know when you've got a runner on second base. But the rationale is they there is a number sequence that comes from the dugout. Both the catcher and the pitcher have an armband that corresponds with a pitch and a location, and then there are no signals. The only signals that you get from the catcher are, you know, bunt defense signals, you know, defensive shifts, whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I, it looked clunky. To I mean, it, it, it does look clunky. It does. I mean, you but, would think but there are a number of teams that have gone to that. Borky and I. I mean, this is like old, stodgy baseball guy Richard. That's like I just don't like that, man. But,
3: and it's it's not even like you're being an old timey baseball guy. It, watching them just pitch. To Mississippi State last night Looked disjointed Where every other team Catcher's got a signal He sets up Pitcher throws a pitch And that's how they do it And in college of course They have the walkie-talkie So the the catchers aren't necessarily Calling the game But seeing these two guys Look at their arm Find I mean they had to find What pitch they were going to throw Yeah you're right And then get ready And throw the pitch Instead of And not everything in baseball Needs to get fixed You know what I mean I mean sometimes The processes work really nicely
2: well, and, and, you know, intri- I think I can make two points in one that were fascinating to me in, in the game. Um, Missouri is calling pitches via number system and armband, and Mississippi State had Logan Tanner call the game from behind the plate last night. Scott Foxhall had to serve another game because of the ejection in the last game, and as a result, they let Logan Tanner call the game, and Chris Lamonis had good things to say about that after He said he thought he really called a nice game. Logan Tanner is a fun catcher to watch. Hayden and I were talking about this morning that this morning, and it's not fair really to compare Logan Tanner to Missouri's catcher in the game uh, last night. Their catcher was Trey Morris, who batted second and was one for five. He's the backup catcher because their starting catcher has gotten injured and isn't playing, but he cost Missouri pitchers over and over and over. In fairness, Missouri pitchers cost them, uh, themselves, especially um Vinesberger, or Vinebergs, who came out of the bullpen. He he just didn't have much control, and so he was not getting the benefit of the doubt at all from the home plate umpire. thought he got squeezed a little bit, but he got no help from his catcher in terms of framing. And then when you contrast that with Logan Tanner, th- this in some ways feels like when somebody says, hey, watch the offensive and defensive line. Because you're trained to watch the pitch and watch the ball, and you're kind of just waiting for the pitch to happen. If you really lock in on a catcher behind the plate, it's kind of interesting to watch. And Logan Tanner, in terms of his ability to frame, his work as a receiver, his footwork behind the plate, the way he moves in and out, where he sets his glove from a target standpoint, he's really fun to watch. And i found myself doing that more and more watching a Mississippi State game lately. He's really good behind the dish. And has got a good arm to go with it. Sports Talk Mississippi. All right, we're going to do something different when we come back for the break. We're going to pause and we're going to talk news for a second. There's a really big story that has developed this afternoon in the state of Mississippi. Stephen Gagliano from News Mississippi will join us, and we'll talk about the Supreme Court ruling that overturned the medical marijuana bill uh, that was announced just a little while ago. We'll do that coming back, then we'll get right back to sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm.
5: Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. No accidents or breakdowns to report at this time. Traffic is backing up around I-20 westbound at the stack, so expect a little bit of delay in that area. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
10: This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaways has been family-owned and operated. Located in Glucksat, just south of Germantown High, Callaways has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful—from trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Callaways has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture, with all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving. Our farmers' market is open, full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey, and the best to.
1: Out what's happening in Mississippi politics and what it means to you on the JT show with Gerard Gibbert, weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. We're going to press pause on the sports conversation because a really big news story broke and obviously a lot of what we do at Super Talk Mississippi is news related. Stephen Gagliano joins us right now from uh, Super Talk Mississippi News. Uh, so Stephen, we had a, a Supreme Court decision that was handed down earlier today that strikes down the medical marijuana program that was adopted by Mississippi's voters last November after ruling that the initiative was improperly placed on the ballot. This is a bit of a technicality, um,
12: but it is the law. What do we know today? Yeah, so very recently, actually, uh, this happened, and uh, leave it to the Supreme Court to kind of do this news dump on a Friday afternoon, as we were starting to kind of shift our focus toward the weekend. But, yeah, so you're right. It is it is really a technicality. This has nothing to do with the marijuana program itself. This is all based on the fact that the mayor of the city of Madison argued that the initiative was improperly placed on the ballot because the initiative process basically says this. You have to have a certain number of signatures from Mississippi's five congressional districts as they were in the year 2000. Now, Mississippi obviously lost that that fifth congressional seat after the 2000 census. So right. right now, you can't have those signatures from five districts if there are only four. And that really is what the Supreme Court's ruling says. They They said, as you know, I'm not going to bore you guys with code section here, But that code section basically says if you don't have five districts, you can't have an initiative process that's based on that. So on that, the state no longer has its medical marijuana program.
2: There are a couple of things that are are really interesting. I I don't think the, the political conversation about medical marijuana, whether you are for it, against it, is really the conversation here. Obviously, there are a lot of people that are going, hold on now. Uh, an overwhelming majority of people who voted in the state of Mississippi voted for the legalization of medical marijuana, but as you pointed out a second ago, that was not ultimately what this Supreme Court hearing was about. Is that is that correct?
12: That yeah, that is 100 percent correct. It, it was all about the language in the initiative process, and you can argue, I guess, whether the intention of why the suit was filed, if if you know they wanted to stop medical marijuana from making its way into their city or their county, whatever it may be. But yes, the actual suit was based on only the language of this section of the Mississippi Constitution, which really, you know, now sets up the fact that there is no way to file an initiative in the state of Mississippi until this language is fixed.
2: Yeah. And and that's where I was going to go next, because that's, to me, the most fascinating part of what happen today, unless the Mississippi State Supreme Court contradicts itself in a different ruling, not related to medical marijuana, but if if there was a different bill that they chose to uphold going through the previous process, they would contradict themselves, which leaves the citizens of Mississippi without the ability to amend the Constitution through a ballot initiative
12: until the legislature changes the wording of the law, right? Correct. And the legislature has had chances to do this. It it was brought up during the oral arguments, which were about a month ago now. It was brought up that the legislature on seven different occasions has introduced a bill that would have fixed this, uh, but they never were able to get it out of the committee stage. For whatever reason, I do not know. That's the inner workings of politics for you, I guess. But you know, now the legislature will be tasked with basically figuring out how to amend this process to allow for initiatives to be filed. And right now there's uh, there's five active initiatives. One is Medicaid expansion. Another is early voting. You've got the recreational marijuana initiative uh, and term limits. And, and then there's one also related to the flag. So those five Initiatives now have nowhere to go because the Supreme Court just told you there's no path forward to it being constitutionally placed on the ballot. All right. So
2: in terms of constitutional amendments that have been passed via ballot initiative and a vote by the citizens of the state of Mississippi since 2000,
12: are we looking at repeal of any of those laws that are in place? So that is a good question, and I'm hoping to get some more clarity on that kind of in the coming hours and days. I would imagine, though, and one of those is the voter ID law that passed through a ballot initiative. I imagine this may open something like that up to a lawsuit if somebody can retroactively file that suit and say, hey, this was improperly certified. And if that gets struck down, but I believe by the time they'd be able to move that through the process, I believe the legislature could act to kind of codify that or codify that. I'm not sure on the exact process there, but, but I think you're right. I think it may open that up for some of that conversation.
2: So, and at least in the immediate future, the only way that the Mississippi Constitution can be amended is through action by the legislature and then ratification of whatever that action is via the voters. Is, is that correct as you understand it right now?
12: Yes. Yeah, as I understand it, and, and I'll, uh, I'll preface that by saying I am not a constitutional expert uh, or a lawyer by any means. but uh, But yeah, that is how I understand it currently.
2: Well, one other thing Stephen, uh, there are a lot of people that are looking at this and they're going, okay, this is this is hogwash. It is a technicality. Aren't we looking at ultimately the Supreme Court ruling on letter of the law versus spirit of the law? Because the spirit of the law and and, and forgive me if I'm editorializing here, the spirit of the law was you got to have a certain percentage of signatures from each congressional district. The letter of the law was you have to have a certain percentage Of signatures from the five congressional districts. And so while the spirit of the law may have been covered, the letter of the law was not.
12: Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. I, I think the spirit of the law is what we all understand and how you just described it as you want to make sure that it's not just people from one area of the state supporting something. But yes, the letter of the law says five congressional districts and we don't have five congressional districts. And I think that really is where a majority of the court's ruling focuses. And now the whole thing is like 30-something pages, so I haven't made yeah. it all the way through that yet, but the portions of it that are written in plain enough English for me to understand, that's what it says. And and I I've gotten a couple of messages from people that are curious that says,
2: does this have any sort of effect on the flag vote from a year ago? And the answer to that is no, because that was a legislative... That was a, okay that right. was a, a legislative amendment to the constitution that was then ratified by the state it was not a ballot initiative
12: process correct yeah it was not brought forward through the citizen initiative process the right. legislature voted on it they adopted or they uh, you know they came up with the commission that selected the flag design and basically mississippians voted on you know the design of the flag that was not an initiative brought forth like the medical marijuana program where you had to get you know signatures and and all that kind of stuff
2: so as it pertains to the state flag the only relevant piece of this story is that there was a ballot initiative to try to repeal the new state flag that was (laughs) going on but that process now has no way to move forward correct
12: yes that along with the other four active initiatives which Like I said, Medicaid expansion, recreational marijuana, both of those actually just officially launched earlier this week. So now those, you know, have nowhere to go and early voting and term limits.
2: And so where we end up ultimately on this, Stephen, on a Friday afternoon is the headline is going to be Mississippi overturns medical marijuana law. But the reality is the Supreme Court overturned the process by which the medical marijuana
12: law was passed correct yes this could have been any initiative it like you know i can't say it enough this had nothing to do with medical marijuana specifically at the supreme
2: court level it had everything to do with medical marijuana as the suit was filed but
12: this was the mechanism that they used to get overturned the law that they didn't like correct yes so Yeah, this happened to end up in the crosshairs of the ballot initiative process, and they use that as a way to get this in front of the state Supreme Court.
2: If you want to read more about this story, you can go to supertalk.fm. It is the headline story on the homepage. You can click and read on it, and certainly there will be more information as we go through uh, the afternoon and the weekend and early into next week. Nothing like a busy
12: Friday afternoon when you thought you were going to coast into the weekend, Gags. I know I was starting to wind it down, and then this came across my inbox, and I knew exactly right when I saw the heading. So I knew I was in for a long afternoon. All right, Stephen, thanks so much for stopping by. Thanks. That's
2: Stephen Gagliano from News Mississippi visiting with us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team at Mississippi Farm Bureau. A couple of messages on the ceasefire text line. They found a way to kill an initiative that they didn't want. The voice of the people is gradually being silenced. It could have been any initiative, as you say, but it isn't a coincidence that this is the one that got shot down. You're 100% accurate about that. There was a technicality within the law that smart people took advantage of to get a ruling that they wanted that was favorable for their particular side. So there's your news update. We will get back to sports right after this on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm.
13: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Solander. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 78. Tonight, clear skies, low around 55. Your Saturday, sunny conditions, high near 81. Saturday evening, partly cloudy, low around 59. And for your Sunday, a beautiful day, mostly sunny, high near 83. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Quality vehicles,
14: affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. Imagine waking up and finding out you had a stroke while you slept. That's what happened to me. My wife called 911 and helped me get to St. Dominic's for tests. I went straight into surgery and they removed an inch-long clot from my brain. That's what saved my life. I could barely speak that day, but I've made a full recovery. Now I just want to praise the Lord and say thank you, St. Dominic's
9: st dominic's skilled hands compassionate hearts
14: are you
15: having sewer
14: and drain problems
15: call the experts roto-rooter since 1934 roto-rooter plumbing has been fixing small home disasters mention this ad for 25 dollars off any service call roto-rooter 601-353-3333 that's 601-353-3333 Call Roto-Rooter,
13: that's the name Got a winkle and trebles down the drain Roto-Rooter
16: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk
12: Mississippi News. The medical marijuana program adopted by Mississippi voters has been struck down by the state Supreme Court.
17: They've ruled that Initiative 65 was improperly placed on the ballot and is therefore invalid. This ruling leaves residents with no valid way to place an initiative on the ballot, basically putting an end to active initiatives like Medicaid expansion and early voting. The medical marijuana program was supposed to be up and running in our state, In August.
12: And the Pfizer vaccine is now available to children 12 and up. Jim Craig, the senior deputy of the Department of Health, says this is a chance to get schools back to normal.
2: Last year was really tough on students, teachers, faculty, and parents. And with this change of 12 and over, that's a a cohort of another almost 165,000
18: folks. So this is a great opportunity to change the conversation for school next year. For more, visit supertalk.fm. This is Mississippi State Bulldog, Jake Mangum. Family is everything, on the field, at home, everywhere. When I step up to the plate, it means the world that my family is behind me every swing. That's why I love my Farm Bureau family. They've got my back no matter what. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit FabRates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Hello, I'm Will
3: Noble from Moore, Mississippi. I'm proud to be a catfish farmer. And being selected
12: as Mississippi's Catfish Farmer of the Year means a lot to me. I pride myself in raising healthy fish for you to enjoy, and they were raised right here in America. So please,
3: make sure you and your family are receiving the best U.S. farm-raised catfish.
12: This message is brought to you by the Catfish Institute. For more information, visit uscatfish.com.
1: Sports Talk Mississippi.
9: Do you ever get so excited that you just can't wait? Yes! Sports
1: Talk Mississippi. Covering your Mississippi team. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Don't touch that dial! Here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. And just a final thought on our conversation with Stephen Gagliano, and that's um, the potential Pandora's box that was opened with this ruling by the Mississippi State Supreme Court earlier today, overturning the medical marijuana initiative. Um, and it was overturned because of uh, an improper process that was used to put the initiative on the ballot. Because, frankly, a process doesn't actually exist to properly put an initiative on the ballot right now. It opens the door, certainly legal challenges, to any initiative that has been passed as a constitutional amendment since the year 2000, and we touched on this with Stephen, to um, perhaps be overturned. And that would include voter ID. Now, I was asking a friend who is um, has much better understanding of this. I said I assume there's some lawyers licking their chops at the prospect of overturning voter ID in Mississippi and his response is absolutely but at the same time the legislature sorry the legislature could pass voter ID next year and put it right back before the electorate in Mississippi and there might even be a way to put it into general law without requiring a constitutional amendment. And if you're curious why it was a ballot initiative slash constitutional amendment initially, it was because at the time, Democrats controlled the House of Representatives in the state of Mississippi and would not pass it, and therefore Republicans circumvented that process and used local Republican parties to organize a petition drive and have the constitutional amendment. So we'll see where all of this goes. Um but this is a story that will have layers going forward. And certainly on Monday morning, starting at 6 o'clock, you will be able to hear much, much more about this and reaction to it from Paul Gallo and then Gerard as well on the uh, the JT Show. Can we put that to bed and talk baseball?
4: Yes. We Very well. We can. We,
2: let's see, we touched on Mississippi State. Before we get into the games that are happening this weekend, and by the way, coming up as we get into the 4 o'clock hour, Kyle Peterson from ESPN will join us uh, to begin the 4 o'clock hour, and Brad Henderson, who's the color analyst on the Ole Miss Radio Network, will join us a little bit later in the 4 o'clock hour as well. But we got the long-awaited announcement of the 20 sites that are eligible to host the 16 regionals that will begin in less than a month. For what, um, see, this is week nine. Next week is week 10. The following week is the SEC tournament. And then the following week is the start of postseason play in college baseball. All right. We'll, we'll break this. Let me just, just rattle off the 20 teams first and then we'll kind of get into breakdown. These are the 20 potential sites and teams for hosting regionals. Arizona in Tucson, alphabetically. Arkansas in Fayetteville. Charlotte, not in their home ballpark, but in the minor league park in Gastonia, North Carolina. East Carolina in Greenville. Florida in Gainesville. Gonzaga in Spokane. Louisiana Tech in Ruston. Mississippi State in Starkville, Notre Dame in South Bend, Ole Miss in Oxford, Oregon in Eugene, Pittsburgh, South Carolina in Columbia, Southern Miss in Hattiesburg, Stanford in Palo Alto, Tennessee in Knoxville, Texas in Austin, Texas Tech in Lubbock, TCU in Fort Worth, and Vanderbilt in Nashville. Those are the 20 teams that have the opportunity to host a regional, and eight of those 20 teams we Will also have the opportunity to host a super regional. Initial reaction, give it to me.
4: Well, like we said yesterday, you know, it looked like we, we were talking about what Kendall Rogers said that it looked like all three Mississippi schools would get on this list. They did. Um, I like that they, you know, there's a, there seems to be a good sampling of some. Of, uh, group of five doesn't really work for baseball because everybody can beat everybody in this sport, but group of five schools, I mean, you what, what three Conference USA schools or was it four? Plus Gonzaga, uh, I'm interested to see how the California things work out because I, mean, I know we're supposed to we're talking about a decreased attendance, but my goodness, Stanford might have like a hundred people allowed to go to the stadium. So I don't, you know, I don't know how that's going to work out for them. Um, but all in all, I mean, I think it's sort of obvious who is in and who has got work to do.
2: Here's some breakdown numbers. All 20 of the teams that are in the hosting conversation are in the top 30 of the RPI. There was some question as to what role RPI was going to play this year. It clearly played some role, probably a significant one. The highest RPI team to not be a potential host is Fairfield at number five. Then it's Old Dominion at 13. Old Dominion did not put a bid in to try to host. Oklahoma State at 18, Indiana State at 19, LSU at 20, Miami at 22, Oregon State at 24, Northeastern at 27, Alabama at 29, and Wright State at 30. In terms of the lowest RPI teams on the list... Pittsburgh at 28, I guess I should say has the highest RPI, high or low, depending on how you look at it. So Pittsburgh at 28, Southern Miss at 26, Louisiana Tech at 25, Gonzaga at 23, and Florida at 21. Fifteen of the top 20 teams in terms of RPI are on this potential list to host, And as it pertains to Ole Miss, and I only mention Ole Miss because there's no question that Mississippi State is hosting, regardless of what happens the remainder of the regular season and in the SEC tournament. They are in, period. So as it pertains to Ole Miss, the Rebels are sitting currently at number 11 in the RPI. There are 10 teams out of the 20 that are listed as potential sites That have a higher RPI than Ole Miss. Notre Dame at 12, East Carolina at 14, South Carolina at 15, Charlotte at 16, Stanford at 17, Florida at 21, Gonzaga at 23, Louisiana Tech 25, Southern Miss 26, and Pittsburgh at 28. What does all that mean? Hey, Dad, you said a second ago it's clear that there are some teams that still have work to do. Mm
4: -hmm. Who
2: are those teams?
4: Ole Miss and Southern Mississippi are the two that that matter for our listeners the most. I think those two teams have work to do.
2: But beyond those two. I mean, there are
3: only 16 Uh, spots. I mean, I guess... South Carolina. uh,
4: South Carolina. Louisiana Tech, they have those two wins. Those Arkansas and Ole Miss wins, those are going to carry a lot of weight. But if they don't win Conference USA, and Southern Mississippi does... You know how, how do you how does that work for Louisiana Tech? So they need to finish strong and try to get this, the the conference title or at least you know the conference tournament title one way or the other. Um, Would it be fair to say that only
3: one of Louisiana Tech, Charlotte, and Southern Miss will get a host?
4: I think it could possibly that's be two. It could be two if you get a, a regular season champion and a conference tournament champion. You know, if Louisiana Tech wins the regular season, but then Southern goes through their tournament and wins it, they would have a strong case, I think.
16: Or, or,
2: or vice versa, because
4: Southern Miss, yeah. I think,
2: actually is half a game in front of Louisiana Tech at this point in the conference standings, with Correct. this being the Correct. final weekend of conference play.
4: And, of course, that's, that's, that's a credit to, to Scott Barry and that staff to get back, because, they, you know, they lost the season series to Louisiana Tech, and yet they are still ahead of them. Sort of similar to what's going on with Mississippi State and Arkansas yeah. in, that, in that chase. so. Uh, beyond those teams, I mean, I don't really know enough about Pittsburgh. It feels like sometimes they're in and sometimes they're out when you look at the regional projections. But the ACC doesn't have a whole lot of representation here. You figure that they will come tournament time, so they might be a little stronger than than I'm giving them credit for.
2: The ACC has two. They've got Notre Dame and Pittsburgh.
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: How about those that? All powerhouses. No, no Miami. No Florida State. No. Yeah. Yeah. No North Carolina. No Duke? No NC State? State, Virginia? No Virginia? Yeah. Uh, We're getting questions. Remind me about RPI again. RPI stands for Ratings Percentage Index. It is a mathematical formula that is used to measure the strength of one team against another team uh, or the rest of college baseball, frankly, Um, based on record Strength of schedule, who you've played, who you've beaten, where you played them, who your opponents have played, who they've beaten, where they played them, and who your opponents' opponents have played. There is more weight for road victories than there is for home victories. A neutral site win is kind of like a baseline. Mike points out Louisville's another ACC team that was left out of the hosting possibility.
4: Is, is Stanford's baseball stadium really called the Sunken Diamond? It is. It's a beautiful setting. It's just small. I, mean, I get that, but that's not a very uh, exciting name. They couldn't name it after John Elway or something?
2: Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. We will continue with you right after this.
5: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. No accidents or breakdowns to report at this time. Traffic is backing up around I-20 westbound at the stack, so expect a little bit of delay in that area. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Goal
13: Sports Cafe, the Philly cheesesteak sandwich or wrap, melt-in-your-mouth pulled pork sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
7: New Care MD is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. For health care the way it should
19: be, visit NewCareMD.com. That's NewCareMD.com. Nothing says I love you like diamonds.
17: And after the year we've all had, we're pulling the ones we love even closer, aren't we? Holding them a bit tighter.
19: At Juniker Jewelry Company, love is what we do.
17: And helping you tell her how amazing she really is, how you couldn't live without her. That's our passion.
19: We're Mississippi's direct diamond importer, with 10 times the diamonds you'll see in average jewelry stores.
17: And the largest inventory of gorgeous diamond jewelry in the state, from engagement rings and wedding bands,
19: to diamond pendants and tennis bracelets,
17: to our legendary diamond stud earrings. We have the perfect
19: anniversary, birthday, or graduation gift for her at the guaranteed best prices in the state.
17: But maybe the best reason of all is just because because you get to wake up next to her every day and that
19: makes you the lucky one
6: come experience the most trusted name in jewelry for over 75 years now juniker jewelry company mississippi's direct diamond importer 1485 highland colony parkway just south of 463 in madison and junikerjewelry.com
14: Gatto here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
10: I listen to that work. That
1: work, sports talk Mississippi, sports talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Did you get that
6: memo?
18: Yes, sir.
2: Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Jimbo on the C Spire text line, if Ole Miss doesn't get right quickly, they can see themselves as a number two seed in Hattiesburg. That's the good. Salty. Um, out of the six best teams in the SEC, what's Mississippi State's record? This is Leon from Little Rock. I'm just saying keep your eyes on that. I'm not entirely sure, Lee, on what you're asking.
3: How have they done against the other oh, against the six really best? good teams in the SEC?
4: They're 3-6. and six. Mm. Haven't played Tennessee or Florida. Obviously, they are one of the top six, so they take them out. 0-3 against Arkansas, 1-2 and against Vandy, 2-1 and against Ole Miss. Okay. I was having a conversation. We're going to ask Kyle
2: Peterson about this. You, guys, you and I have kicked this around over the last couple of weeks. What's the importance of series wins versus wins? Don't you think that that is a question that factors significantly into Ole Miss's case for being a host versus not being a host? It's everything. And
3: so friend of the program, Kendall Rogers, who I think he's pretty glued into the SEC selection process, but it changes by year. He's very convinced at the... or not convinced by Ole Mrs. series wins versus losses. He thinks that they're on the outside looking in because they have lost a bunch of series lately. But... If... Ole Miss somehow finds a way to get three in these next two weeks. Like you were saying yesterday, that is 17 conference wins. Their metrics, RPI, record versus top 25 in the RPI, record versus top 15, 100, and so on. Every metric that they'll have will be a host. Every single one will be consistent with what is hosted since I've been here for 11 years. Since I've actually been paying attention to college baseball, 17 conference wins with a 10-ish RPI, 10 or 11, and their record versus the top RPI metrics, all of that would be a host. Every single metric would indicate that Ole Miss is a host. But if they, let's say, take one this weekend and two next weekend, that would be losing six of their final eight series. But if they don't look at it that way, it's not going to matter.
4: You know who doesn't worry about series? And he's told us that. It's Chris Lamonis. He said he worries about winning games and not winning series. And so there's one side of it that, yeah, 17 conference wins should be enough to be a host. Nine, ten times out of ten. But if you if you are a person who looks at series and say, okay, they lost six of their final eight series... I'm I guess if it goes wrong and they lose the series to Georgia, it doesn't oh, really yeah, matter. Yeah. They're probably they're not hosting at that point, but I mean, it, there's something to be said for that. It feels like if Ole Miss had the exact same record but had just gotten another series in here just to break this up a little bit, we wouldn't be having this discussion.
2: Well, eliminate the sweeps. That, that, that's a that's a really good point. All right, let's say that they that they He's get gotten one more from LSU. Let's say they get two from LSU, but they mm-hmm. don't sweep South Carolina. Right. And and let's say that they get two from Texas A&M, mm-hmm. but they didn't sweep Alabama. And so right. the record is exactly the same. Yes. But you're going to look at it differently?
4: No doubt, Host. I mean, it's crazy to say that. Isn't but that? that yes, that's, I, that's
2: crazy.
4: Yeah. All right, let's do this quickly. I, I think we've got time to do this
2: before the break. Let's go lock or question mark for the 20 that are there. Sure. Arizona, lock.
4: Okay. The,
2: the, I mean, they're Arizona at number seven in the I RPI. They're West I just don't opportunity. Know enough about okay. Ar- Arkansas, lock. Lock. Charlotte, question mark. Question mark. Mm-hmm. East Carolina, lock. Florida, question mark. Question mark. Right. Mm-hmm. Gonzaga, question mark. Question mark. Louisiana Tech, question mark. Question mark. Mississippi State, lock. Lock. Notre Dame, lock. Lock. Ole Miss, question mark. Question mark. Oregon, lock. Lock. Pittsburgh, question mark. Yes. South Carolina, biggest question mark of the entire group. Probably, yeah. Southern Miss, question mark. Yes. Stanford, kind of go like, like a like, lock.
4: Yeah, I put a There's question. There's going to be a West Coast. There's it's going to there. be a California regional. Somebody in California is getting a regional. So Stanford Tennessee's Friday, a lock. But, but. Yes. Texas
2: is a lock. Yes. Texas Tech is a lock. TCU's yes. a lock. Vanderbilt's yes. a lock. Yes. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven of the sixteen. So you got nine playing for five. Kind of by my math, depending on what you do. You've either got nine playing for five or eight playing for four, depending on how you view Stanford. Okay. How badly does the committee want to reward a team like Charlotte, a team like Gonzaga, a team like Pittsburgh? I almost would knock South Carolina out of the mix unless they go undefeated the rest of the way. We'll talk with Kyle Peterson about some of this when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm.
1: You're home for all this sports. the best for a Jackson Super Mississippi? Powered by your tree professionals at Bologna Street
19: Pros. 601-345-89.
16: News, I'm Karen McHugh. The White House reacts to instances of Republican led states now rejecting unemployment relief from the feds and blaming it for a slow recovery.
9: The chair of the Council of Economic Advisers, Cecilia Rouse, spoke at the White House press briefing Friday and said it will take time for the economy to heal. She was asked if federal unemployment benefits are keeping some people from re-entering the workforce. There are many factors that this pandemic has caused that are going to play into people's decision and ability to go back to work. Rouse said until things get closer to normal true economic improvement may lag behind the actual numbers.
16: Fox's Jessica Rosenthal. Meanwhile, the White House says they're looking forward to the GOP response to President Biden's multi-trillion dollar
10: infrastructure plan. We expect uh, a counter proposal uh, back early next week by Tuesday is I think what they've committed to as well publicly.
16: Press Secretary Jen Psaki today's briefing. America is listening to Fox News.
8: This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree?
4: Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard, and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete.
8: Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242.
16: A celebration with ZZ Top. August 1st, Brandon Amphitheater.
12: Playing all their classic hits.
20: ZZ Top. Tickets are on sale now at ticketmaster.com. Produced by Red Mountain Entertainment.
12: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Reaction continues following the ruling handed down by the Mississippi Supreme Court striking down Initiative 65. The state's highest court deemed that the initiative was improperly certified, leaving the state without the medical marijuana program adopted by voters in November. The Mississippi Senate did attempt to pass a backup option during the previous session, but it died in the House. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman tells Y'all Politics that he anticipates that the bill will be revisited during the 2022 session. And Governor Tate Reeves is one of 20 Republican governors urging President Biden to take action at the border.
17: In a letter, the group stated the cause of the border crisis is due to reckless federal policy reversals executed within the president's first 100 days in office. The governors also wrote that while the most direct victims will be the children exploited and trafficked by gangs and cartels, the disastrous impact of the policies will be far reaching.
11: Free up your time. With Steel, you can spend less time working on your yard and more time doing the things you love. Not sold at Lowe's or The Home Depot. Steel is only available through our 10,000 local steel dealers. Real Steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. Lowe's and the Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Get big league performance in your backyard with steel battery tools. From mowers to trimmers, our AK Homeowner Series starts at just $199.99. Steel is not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot. Pick up at over 10,000 local dealers. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. All prices MSRP. Available participating dealers. Lowe's and the Home Depot are trademarks to their respective companies.
12: A hard-fought victory for Mississippi State began what should be a great weekend for baseball across the state. Trailing 4-2 late, the Bulldogs used a three-run seventh inning last night to take down Missouri in Game 1 of a three-game series, 5-4. to four. Game 2 begins today at 6.30. In Oxford, Ole Miss will host number 2 Vanderbilt as they hope to remain in the hosting conversation and they'll get underway at 6. Southern Miss and Florida Atlantic are set to get Game 1 of their series underway in Boca. and. 39 inmates from the Central Mississippi Correctional Facility graduated this weekend from Votech high school, and college courses.
21: It shows these gentlemen that they can achieve things regardless of the situations that they have uh, faced in the past,
12: and it gives them hope for the future. That's Representative Tracy Rosebud of Tutwiler. Jacob Walker is one of the inmates who graduated. Anything that you want to do in this life is going to start with the mind itself, and for you to have a positive life, you need to try to
13: educate yourself.
10: To good things with me, Rebecca Turner, it's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
1: I can't believe what I'm hearing. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Thanks for being with us on this Friday afternoon, rolling into another big baseball weekend, a weekend that actually got started last night in Starkville with Mississippi State winning over Missouri in game one of that series always appreciate Kyle Peterson when he's willing to spend a few minutes with us he joins us on the Farm Bureau phone line check out favorites.com and go with the home team at Mississippi Farm Bureau Kyle want to talk about state and Ole Miss in just a second but let's start with the announcement today of the 20 regional sites uh, 16 spots 20 teams in the running for those 16 spots what'd you make of the list that uh, that came out
4: earlier today
22: um, I mean, I would start with I don't know why it came out today. I, I, I think it's I think it's a big mistake, honestly, by the NCAA because there's so many things that can happen over the next three weeks, and to limit yourself to these 20. And honestly, I, I think it put the I think it put the committee in a really hard spot because now you're trying to make them fortune tellers. And I, I don't think it's fair. I, I think there's a few teams that are going to get left out that ultimately would have hosted. When you look at it, three weeks from now, Florida State could be one of those. Louisville could be one of those. Um, and I just didn't see the need to get it out now. At least wait two weeks. Everybody's been doing this—the COVID testing and everything—throughout the entire season. So I guess I just don't. I don't. I don't think it needed to come out this early. And I, I think it's. I think it's going to be harmful to two or three different teams out there that I otherwise would have been hosted.
2: Have you been given any rationale from anybody in the decision-making realm as to why they felt they had to do this? And I know they've said, we've got to get protocols in place. Why not just put the protocols out for everybody and say, if you want to host, these are the standards you've got to meet?
22: Yeah, I think it was a whiff, man. <clears throat> I mean, to directly answer your question, no. I haven't had anybody tell me, but I also haven't spoken to the NCAA about it. And so some of that's probably on me. But um, it just doesn't—it doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't make sense. Everybody's been doing, I mean, wherever you are and to whatever level, there's been plenty that understand what the COVID protocols are. And and let's be honest. I mean, you know, the world changed a little bit yesterday. I mean, when when the CDC comes out and says, hey, if you're outside and you're vaccinated, don't worry about it, um, or a lot of times if you're inside, don't worry about it. It just felt like a good time to go, you know what? We really don't need to put that out tomorrow. Let's wait and, and, and just take stock of this over the course of the weekend and then decide if we can wait a little bit longer. So reasoning, I'm not sure, but whatever it was, I disagree with it.
2: Do you think this gives the NCAA the opportunity to change the 50% capacity restriction going into postseason play? I would hope so. I
22: would hope so. And, I mean, I would hope you can do it for both baseball and softball right now. its I mean, I can tell you this, dude. It's the same thing in the state that you're in. If, if you told them they could all come to the College World Series, they're going to show up. And yeah. I feel like, especially when you look at the way that the state has been, and I understand I mean, an event like that is bringing people from, from all over the place, but um, I, I don't know what would stop them from doing that right now, especially given what our government put out yesterday. So I, I hope it's revisited. It absolutely can be. There's plenty of, time, plenty of time for the Women's College World Series to do it. Will it happen? I guess I'd probably be surprised if it does happen. Um
2: but I, I Which is sure disappointing.
4: That. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you.
2: Hey, as it pertains to Ole Miss and its hosting resume, in terms of metrics, they're in really good shape. RPI, strength of schedule, top twenty five wins, top fifty wins, top one hundred wins in comparison to other teams that are in this conversation. And yet people keep saying, but they've lost a bunch of series, five of the last six. What's the committee going to do with Ole Miss's resume? And, and and let me put one more layer on that. We were talking about this in, in the last hour. So Ole Miss has three sweeps, and then they've lost the all the other series that they've play played. If you took a sweep away from Alabama and added a win to Texas A and M, and you took the sweep away from South Carolina and added a win to the LSU series, would that really change how the committee looked at Ole Miss?
22: I don't, I don't know. I mean, here's what I'm fearful of. <clears throat> um, and I think we saw signs of this today. I'm fearful that RPI becomes the end all of this thing and it's and leaned on too much in a year that in certain cases you really can't lean on it. Now, it's a metric that all the conferences are aware has been used in the past and the reality is if you're not playing a lot of non-conference games, it's going to hurt you. It hurt the ACC a lot today.
21: Yeah.
22: It hurt the Big Ten today. And I know that from a coaching standpoint, their coaches are incredibly frustrated. They're not frustrated with the choices as much as they are with what their administration's forced them to do this year. Because in talking to coaches from both of those leagues at the beginning of the season, both of them predicted exactly what happened today, which is this is going to be detrimental to us come the postseason because there's just not as much comparative data when you look at those two leagues. And when you look at the way that the SEC did it. So, I mean, I think they did it to themselves. The challenge is the coaches didn't do it. It was their administrators that did it. When it comes to the how they're going to look at Ole Miss, I don't know. But i, I got to be honest with you, I think a lot of it, and it should, is based on the next three weeks. It, it should be an entirety discussion, not pick-your-pocket discussion. You know, look at these three weeks or those three weeks or these three series. I think you look at the entire thing, and and I, I think a lot of it's going to depend whether they're one of the 16 or whether they're the four, one of the four that's not, is what happens over the next three weeks.
2: So you're saying final two weeks of the regular season, and then SEC tournament matters for Ole Miss.
22: 100. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know if they went one through 20. Honestly, I honestly haven't got to look at it before we go on the air tonight. If they did, but I would think
2: 15 of the top it, 20, yeah, and is. everybody is in is 28 or higher in terms of the RPI.
22: But what I'm saying is, is where Ole Miss ranks one through 20. So if because I'm sure that that exists. I don't know if that came out. If I were to guess, I would tell you that they're either on that 15-16 line, or they're somewhere 17-18, 19-20. That that'd be my. I see, hunch I see right what now.
2: you're saying. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Um, let's switch gears a second to the game last night, but really larger conversation. Kind of starting to believe that Mississippi State is really, really good. Like maybe good enough to win the national championship. You, you buying into that? Yeah,
22: I I think so. Um, I think they've been incredibly consistent the entire season. Um, They've got real arms. They've got real arms in the bullpen. They've got one of the best at the back end that does in the entire country. Um, They've got experience, enough experience in that lineup. They've got kids that have been to Omaha. And I don't don't know where you poke a lot of holes, to be honest with you. So, yeah, I I think – I think you absolutely look at State as, as one of the one of the teams that I would say, if they're not in Omaha, it would surprise me. I think they've been
2: that good. Who else falls into that category? You're surprised if when we get to mid-June they're not in Omaha. Vanderbilt, okay. Arkansas.
22: Um, I'm not quite there with Tennessee, but I probably should be. Um TCU, Texas has all the pieces. I'd, those would probably be my six
11: yeah. right
22: now. And I, I think we got to wait and see what the West Coast really looks like just because there's not a lot of comparative data outside of who played each other on the West Coast, kind of like the ACC. I, I don't see that team in the ACC. I haven't seen them. I think there's a few that can actually make a run, but I don't see that. Like if I was going to pick the two teams from the ACC that I thought had the best chance to go to Omaha, Neither one of them are going to host. It'd be Florida State and Louisville, regardless of what's happened, just based on the things that I've seen over the course of the year. So I, I don't, I don't have anybody out of that league that is. The, I'd be shocked if they're not there.
2: You have much of a read on Arkansas, Tennessee? Such a big series in Knoxville, hundred percent capacity. I, I think it will be yeah. the best baseball atmosphere in Knoxville in the last two decades.
22: Hundred percent. I mean, I saw a stat the other day that I mean, their start and I don't remember how, I mean, this is within the last week or two, but was the best start they've had. It was either in league or total since 1995. I mean, and that alone tells you what the excitement level is, and, and when they weren't packing it, the environment against Vanderbilt was, I mean, it, it was a real home field advantage. Um, now, Vandy still won two out of three, but there are benefits to it. So, yeah, I, I don't have any of those. I've got, obviously I've got old Miss Vandy today, and then I've got old Miss Vandy on Sunday, but Maybe split screen tonight on the computer because that that one that one's going to be fun to watch. And I, I Tennessee has been incredibly consistent the entire season. Um, but this would be their biggest series win for me. I mean, if you got Arkansas coming to town, even though it's at home, I don't think they need anything to solidify a top eight national seed right now. But you went two out of three this weekend. You can just buy mail it in
2: only about a minute left you get Rocker Nikhazy tonight in the Vandy Ole Miss series Leiter is going to pitch how healthy do you believe he is was that a smokescreen of sorts this week from Tim Corbin can Ole Miss get a game
22: oh yeah I think Ole Miss can absolutely get a game Ole Miss is plenty good to I mean, to win two out of three this weekend honestly I, I don't I mean I think Vanderbilt if you would look at it as a favorite is definitely the favorite especially because of those first two guys but we'll see with Leiter I mean I would assume that there's going to be you know some pitch limitations the other thing that people forget about about lighter is i mean this is the first full season he's gone through and there's that natural mid-season I haven't gone through it myself to where you just you're getting into waters you haven't been in before so i'm interested to see what he looks like the biggest thing tomorrow is going to be swing and misses on jack's fastball if he's getting a lot more swing and misses then that fastball's back and when that fastball is back he's as good as anybody
2: KP, always appreciate the insight. Great visiting with you. We'll uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. All right, partner. All good. See you. That's Kyle Peterson from ESPN. This is Sports Talk Mississippi.
5: Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. No accidents or breakdowns to report at this time. Traffic is backing up around I-20 westbound at the stack, so expect a little bit of delay in that area. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353- 5217.
7: More savings, more selection, more affordable payments, and more for your trade. Pay only $1.99 per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi Mirage G4. We have the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross in stock right now. And come check out the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Think you can't get approved? Think again. Our credit specialists are standing by to get you approved today. Because 100% credit approval is our number one goal. And we'll give you top dollar for your old vehicle. Even if you don't buy a new one from us. So if you want more savings, more selection, more affordable payments, and more for your trade, then get to Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today. Or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi.
13: No-Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No-Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Colman taylor Transmission. Here's Flint from Coldman taylor Transmission
0: about what to do if you're having issues with your transmission.
14: We do free diagnosis, first of all, so we just need to get the vehicle to our shop. If you have a way to do that, bring it in. If you do not, have free towing on major repairs. Stay, uh, basically, the things you want to know is how, how much is it going to be and how long is it going to take. Usually try to get them checked the same day. Coleman Taylor
0: Transmission is about you, the customer.
14: I don't sleep at night if I feel like I've mistreated somebody or, or overcharged somebody or done something like that.
0: 601-355-8526.
14: This is Ben Shapiro
15: reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
1: Let's go. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. Don't hurt yourself. Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. Oh, baby.
19: Well, there's a light in your eye that keeps shining like a
2: Kyle Peterson, not mincing words, said he thinks the NCAA whiffed on making the announcement today of the 20 teams that will be in consideration for a hosting spot. Thoughts? I know, Michael Borke, you agree.
4: Yeah, he's right.
3: Uh, it's complete nonsense, especially now. I mean, it was... And nothing has really changed scientifically over the last couple of days, but now the fact that there's really no justification for it. You can't lean on, you know, medical experts anymore to justify 50% capacities because that that's all over. It's all over as far as that goes. And, I mean, he, Kendall, and he would know, said that he doesn't anticipate them changing capacity limits is... It's really cowardly, and that's kind of a theme for that organization this week, but but that's what it is. There's no justification now for limiting capacities to 50%. None. But here we are. If you
2: watch closely on television tonight, you will likely notice fewer masks being worn by players, And perhaps also fewer masks being worn by umpires. Because of the CDC's ruling yesterday, the SEC has let it be known to participants that if they have been vaccinated, they no longer have to wear a mask in the
3: dugout or on the field. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, we've known that should have been the case for a while, but progress is progress.
10: It's almost, it's
3: almost as if they go hang out in the locker room like right behind the dugout without those on. It's almost as if they live together in some cases and they go to parties together and they're like around each other all the time. And if I had to guess, a good portion of them are probably vaccinated anyway, but got to make sure they've got it on in the dugout where they're probably more spaced out than they are any other point during the day.
2: Yeah. <laughs> And, oh, by the way, they've all been tested, and they're all together all the time anyway. uh, Those Oxford
3: uh, and Starkville bars get really tight when the crowds are there on a Friday night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Another nugget. We told
2: you that the SEC baseball tournament would, would be operating with limited capacity. That limited capacity is going to be a larger number, and the SEC, as... We've talked about with Ole Miss and Mississippi State, Keith Carter, John Cohen, Jeremy McLena not attaching any specific numbers. And that continues to be the case. But capacity for the SEC tournament in Hoover is quietly going up to the point that if you want to go, you're going to be able to go. You will likely be able to buy general admission tickets that was not thought to be the case initially and they are still working through that. That's all promising. Now, is it going to be 100% capacity? Ah, probably not. But I don't think they're going to turn you away if you want to get in.
4: I mean, in in reality, how many games over there are 100% capacity? Maybe one or two of the whole series, of the whole tournament, depending on who's playing?
7: Yeah.
3: Still limiting the number, though.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's it's, It's complete nonsense at this point, but, you know. Barstool does a better job at do at things than the NCAA. That's where we are right now. Is freaking Barstool sports a lot? Has, Barstool sports has proven that they would do a better job at running college athletics than the National Collegiate Athletics Association. That is where we are now.
4: I mean, is that surprising?
3: It, it should be, me. but no, it's not.
4: I mean, it's, like I said, Barstool does a better job than the federal government at some things. The, the NCAA and the federal government. They're, what are two organizations that Brian Haydad has zero faith in? And shout out I to... I don't know if that's
2: setting the bar low for <laughs> Barstool or not, but...
4: Yeah. But like a, here we are. It's like a skinnier than Haydad comment. Hey, that guy's skinnier than Haydad. He could still be fat.
3: And, and shout out to the Mississippi State golf team, women's golf team, by the way, for jumping on board on something cool. They're in... Yeah, for the Let Them Play championship in Arizona next week. Mississippi State's women's
2: golf Twitter account uh, earlier tweeted, huge shout-out to Riggs Barstool and everyone involved in making the LTP Classic possible. We are so excited for our girls to compete in this event. Thank you. Steve M.S. State, who's the compliance director, and our incredible compliance staff for your support. It was kind of fun to follow the uh, the Twitter account from, uh, from Riggs today. He's the golf guy at Barstool, if you have no idea what we're talking about. And he sends a tweet, says, Hey, NCAA, it's 4.45 a.m. West Coast time, just sitting up waiting to hear if you're going to let these women play in this tournament. We're trying to work with the NCAA, not in opposition to it. We want to make sure that they are in compliance.
3: And, I mean, there's no reason to think they won't, right? Because I didn't know this until this year. Oh, no, the NCAA signed off on it. Good. Because the women's NIT, I had no idea, was not an NCAA-sanctioned tournament. It's actually a private tournament, or if you want to call it private. It is a separate tournament. Did you know that? I had no idea. Yeah, no, we stumbled across that this year, right? Yeah, and this was the only reason why I found out was was this year.
2: When we realized that Flow Sports was televising the women's NIT as opposed to some ESPN uh, yeah. or CBS or NCAA
3: subsidiary. I had no idea, but I mean, they, they play in tournaments all the time in other sports. So I, I guess the compliance thing is just more of like a make sure they say yes kind of deal and not hoping that they say yes? Wouldn't that be the case? Oh, absolutely. No,
2: I mean, I think the school's compliance departments and the NCAA compliance office worked it. Look, I uh, here we go.
3: Imagine if name, image, and likeness was already a law right now. Could you imagine what the Mississippi State women's golf team would be making hanging out with Barstool next week?
2: Might be and some, merge and uh, some stuff opportunities. Like
3: yeah,
2: might be some opportunities. Uh, can I give the NCAA credit for something? It's backhanded credit, but credit nonetheless. There was somebody in the NCAA office in Indianapolis that was smart enough to understand the backlash that they would receive if they had shut Barstool down on this. So, there's been enough backlash for the fact that they just banged the tournament in Baton Rouge and their tournament director kind of came off looking ridiculous for his statement on the steps. It was caught on video, and then he just turned his back on the teams and, and walked away. It was not a great look for the NCAA. You, you know how the stoolies get riled up when they are told by Dave or PFT or whomever to get riled up about something? Yes. There was somebody at the NCAA that has enough – media spatial awareness to say, hey guys, I don't know if we want to do this or not. We got no choice. We have to green light this event because we will probably never see backlash like this again (laughs) if we say no to this event. Do you
3: guys agree with that? One hundred percent. Through all of
4: reactive, not proactive though. Once again true. Always. But through all the things
3: that they've bungled, it could not, like, you're so right, it could not possibly be worse than if Barstool did all of this work getting a venue. By the way, the venue is doing it for free. And Barstool's paying the travel cost and has lined up the hotels for the participating teams. So they're they're going through all this, and then imagine saying no and them sicking their millions, and that's not hyperbole, their millions of fans on you, and for some reason, they have acquired the most passionate and dedicated fans of anything I've ever seen before. It would be brutal. There would be a protest outside it of the NCAA mentioned- office in Indianapolis. Like people would show up there.
2: I'm glad this event is happening, and I think it's a great end to what was kind of a rough story earlier in the week. It almost makes you wish the NCAA had said, <laughs> "Nope, can't do it," just to see what it would
4: have looked like, Let's see what the fallout would have been. It would have been, yeah. Biblical. They would have done
3: something. I mean, those guys for content got arrested at the NFL headquarters to support Tom Brady.
4: Got thrown out of a Super Bowl.
3: It got thrown out. Portoy got thrown out of a Super Bowl just for content. I mean, they were willing to get arrested for Brady. And Brady was wrong. Imagine what they'd be willing to do here. We will break down
2: Ole Miss and Vanderbilt with Brad Henderson from the Ole Miss Sports Network when we come back after a quick timeout. He will join us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Great to be with you on this Friday on Sports Talk Mississippi.
13: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Solander. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today's sunny skies, high near 78. Tonight, clear skies, low around 55. Your Saturday, sunny conditions, high near 81. Saturday evening, partly cloudy, low around 59. And for your Sunday, a beautiful day, mostly sunny, high near 83. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha
14: outboard dealer in Brandon. Imagine waking up and finding out you had a stroke when you slept. That's what happened to me. My wife called 911 and helped me get to St. Dominic's for tests. I went straight into surgery and they removed an inch-long clot from my brain. That's what saved my life. I could barely speak that day, but I've made a full recovery. Now I just want to praise the Lord and say thank you, St. Dominic's.
9: St. Dominic's. Skilled hands. Compassionate hearts.
14: Be
8: sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in
1: Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils.
9: Hi, I'm Mary Whedon. I have a seawall that's falling apart, so I'm using G3 services to replace it g3 services has a long-lasting good-looking product owner derek gentry is dependable and i know this because he's my friend and he will be yours as well he also does enclosed patios concrete walkways outdoor kitchens and well everything you desire for outdoor living call derek today for an estimate
10: he is local and he will call you back This portion of Sports Talk Mississippi is sponsored by Coleman Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over sixty years. Their ASE certified technicians
9: offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman Taylor today for all
8: your transmission needs. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks—they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you could tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and yeah, there will be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, table and desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts and doors, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass, they'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass, open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 high. Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South and Cross Check them out on the web at www.venableglass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services 601 605
12: 4443. I'm Steven Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Reaction continues following the ruling handed down by the Mississippi Supreme Court striking down Initiative 65. The state's highest court deemed that the initiative was improperly certified, leaving the state without the medical marijuana program adopted by voters in November. The Mississippi Senate did attempt to pass a backup option during the previous session, but it died in the House. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman tells Y'all Politics that he anticipates that the bill will be revisited during the 2022 session. And Governor Tate Reeves is one of 20 Republican governors urging President Biden
17: to take action at the border. In a letter, the group stated the cause of the border crisis is due to reckless federal policy reversals executed within the president's first 100 days in office. The governors also wrote that while the most direct victims will be the children exploited and trafficked by gangs and cartels, the disastrous impact of the policies will be far-reaching.
1: Now, back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Say that again.
5: Please say it.
1: Now, back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Sorry,
13: poorly timed joke completely inappropriate.
1: (laughs) On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Back with the U Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Let's go to the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team Mississippi Farm Bureau. We welcome Brad Henderson. He is the color analyst on the Old Miss Baseball Radio Network. the all-time hits leader in Old Miss history. And he is a member of Brian Haydad's 25-year Mississippi All-Star Team. You, you two guys haven't had a chance to talk since that selection was made. Haydad, do you need to, do you need to say anything to Hindu?
4: What do I need to say to the all-time leading hitter in Ole Miss history? He knows what to do. I, I, less is more from my managerial style. Swing well, hard! I,
2: I've,
23: I've still got your twenty dollars uh, for putting me. Yeah, in that yeah. Just, so just, we'll, just
4: Venmo me that. We'll, we'll get it taken now. care of. Oh, can do! Big, uh, big weekend
2: for Ole Miss. The, um, the the NCAA announced the twenty potential host sites. Ole Miss was part of that group of twenty, but it feels like they're in a little bit of a precarious position. When you look at stakes for this weekend, how do you how do you handicap this thing?
23: Well, I mean, obviously they were excited when they got that news today, and it, and it boils down to they still control their own destiny uh, as, as far as that goes. Now, obviously, a tall task with uh, Vandy in town, but uh, you know they're gettable. Uh, it, you know we have this same conversation every week. You just you got to play good baseball. And uh, you got to get timely hitting. You got to get good pitching. You got to play defense. And uh, you know tonight's going to be a really good matchup with Doug and Kumar Rocker. So uh, should be a should be a fun weekend at Swayze.
2: We've talked a lot this week about the decision after the announcement about Gunnar Hoagland to move Gunnar, uh, excuse me, move Doug McKayzie up to Friday. Do you think there was any hesitation from Mike Bianco on that? Kind of from a matchup standpoint, or do you think it was look? With Gunnar Hoagland out, this is a guy that's been our ace. He's going to pitch on Friday, period.
23: Yeah, no, I think that's
2: it. And simply
23: because you, you send a message to your team if you don't run your best guy out there. And, uh, and, and Mike, I, I'm sure he thought about it, but I don't think he thought long about it. Uh, if you don't run Doug out there, you, you're basically saying, well, if we play well enough, we may win, but uh, it, or we may be conceding the Friday night game. And I, I just don't think you can do that. Uh, I I think Doug is a good matchup against this team. Um, And, you know, obviously Kumar is going to be good. But, uh, again, I think it comes down to to timely hitting tonight. But I think the the message was we want our best versus their, their best, and let's see where the chips fall.
2: So Kumar Rocker only has one loss this season, and it came against Georgia in Nashville. And Georgia beat him with the long ball. They really attacked fastballs. Is that the approach tonight for an Ole Miss team that is traditionally pretty aggressive to the fastball?
23: Yeah, I think it is, and I think you have to be because, I mean, we're, we're going to see him run it up there at 95, 96 miles an hour tonight, but Ole Miss is always hunting fastballs, and, uh, you know, to me, it's can they lay off that breaking ball. It's so good. I, I think, really, the matchup on the fastballs tomorrow against Leiter because he really likes to show that off, but, you know, it, it's one of those deals where uh, if you get your opportunities against Kumar, which aren't going to be a whole lot, uh, you got to take advantage of them, and, uh, you know, it, it's... It, it, He's been really good. I mean, nobody's going to argue that, and he's going to be a high draft pick, if not the first draft pick. But, uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting matchup because I don't know that he's faced an offense uh, like Ole Miss, and, uh, and they've been swinging it well. You know, we just it kind of goes back to that bullpen talk. We hadn't been able to get those key outs, but uh, for the most part, we've swung it really well all year, especially in confidence.
2: Anything that stands out to you tonight in the lineup for Ole Miss or I guess pretty straightforward, Calvin Harris gets the start as the D.H., Cale Baker is in the lineup at first base?
23: Yeah, I mean, I had a chance to talk with Clem today, and we were kind of talking about the lineup. And, yeah, I didn't expect much of a change. I think the key is can you get any production from the bottom of the lineup? And we have for the most part all year. But when those seven, eight, nine guys come up, uh, can they draw a wall? Can they, can they move a runner? Can they get a sack flyer, a big hit, to score a run? Uh, because I think if you continue to put pressure on this team, uh, that, that's what's going to help Ole Miss. And, and obviously, Kumar's had a lot of easy innings, so the longer we can keep him out there and get that pitch count up, uh, I think that would be huge for Ole Miss.
2: Brad Henderson on the Farm Bureau phone line visiting with us on this uh, Friday afternoon, getting set for game one between Ole Miss and Vanderbilt. Six o'clock first pitch tonight. Uh, between the Rebels and the Commodores, obviously, when you're talking about a team that's got a record that is as gaudy as Vanderbilt's, there are not many weaknesses. Hindu, if there's if there's one thing or a couple of things that you point to that that makes you say, well, makes you say what you said earlier, they're gettable. What are those things? Well, I think
23: number one is is you've got to attack their leadoff guy, Bradfield Jr. Uh, he's got 30, I mean, he's like 38 of 41 in stolen bases. You know, if you can control that, they got another guy that's got 14 or 50. If you control their running game and kind of take them out of that element, I don't think they're just going to bang it all over the yard. They swing it well, but those guys are table setters. Uh, their fielding uh, is about average you know, uh, but but they rely on the, uh, they rely on so many uh, strikeouts, you know, so I think we've got to be disciplined at the plate, which is obviously easier said than done, uh, but I think we've just got to continue to put pressure on them. Uh, we've got to be smart on the bases, you know, and when we have our opportunities, we've got to take advantage of them, but no, all around, they are really, really solid, and, and you don't get to 35 and 10 without being solid, so. You know, it's a challenge, but uh, I think the guys are up to it. And I, I hope that the news about the regionals today obviously gives them some uh, some energy, some excitement, because uh, there's still a lot to play for.
2: Into, for, forgive me if this is a dumb question, but I want to play off on what you were just talking about with the, the running game. So Bradfield's so dangerous at the top of the order. If he gets on... If you watched Ole Miss baseball for any length of time, you know that Mike Bianco is going to call a bunch of pickoff moves. I mean, it's going to be throw over, throw over, throw. He might do it four, five, six times in a row on a okay. night going into a series where you know you need Doug Nieksewicz to get deep into a ball game. Do you look at pickoff throws in the same way that you look at pitches to home plate in terms of pitch count?
23: No, I don't. But but he, he, here's here's where it kind of differentiates itself is. Doug can't get so focused on him that he loses you know, he, he loses focus on, on home plate, and that's where Bradfield puts so much pressure on him. You know he's going to go at some point, and, and we will have to vary our looks and we'll have to throw over some, and that helps that Doug's left-handed. So, obviously, everything will be right in front of him. Uh, but, no, does it hurt his pitch count? No, because he's not uh, – I'm going to say the 90% of the time we throw over, it's just to keep him close. It's not to actually pick him off. Obviously, it's gravy if we do get that. But, uh, you know, the thing for me is he creates so much havoc that it gets in the back of your head, and you you tend to focus more on him than you do the hitter, and that's exactly where Vanderbilt wants you, and uh, that's where Ole Miss needs to stay away from.
2: We got a message on the ceasefire text line that says, one run tonight could end up being huge. Do, Do you think it's that type of game?
23: Yeah, I, you know, I don't know that it's a one to nothing game, but it'll shock me if it's more than a, a five to three game. That type of Friday night. Now, do I think they're both going to go out there and throw two hitters? No, uh, and that's why to me it's so important. So important if if we do get that lead off double or lead off walk and then a pass ball that we're able to move runners. You know, I certainly don't think playing for the big inning would be the right thing. Uh, I think we're going to have to think manufacture runs uh, when, when the opportunity arises because they 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 will be at a premium tonight sir
2: there was a lot of frustration and disappointment on the heels of of last weekend do you, do you think that's in the rearview mirror for this team and and then also and and i don't know that it really factors into the outcome but it, maybe it could is that in the rearview mirror for fans
23: uh for the players 100 percent, yes um for the fans probably not there's still a lot of people talking about how <laughs> Sunday ended uh and it was tough man and it was a tough weekend all the way around and it really started in the first inning on Friday when gunner left the game you know you just didn't have a good feeling uh it's kind of like the lSU weekend when when he was scratched on the Friday that that he was supposed to pitch and and it's just a different mentality when you show up and you know your horse is not going and uh but that's either the way now they knew. Uh, they knew Wednesday that Doug was going to throw after we got the gunner news. And uh, you turn the page and move on. The fans, on the other hand, uh, you know, it's still a hard one to swallow because, you know, you look up and really we could have swept. And we ended up getting the two out of three. And if, if we win two out of three, everybody's happy. You know, if we win the Sunday game, everybody's got a different tune. But we didn't. And I was listening to your show earlier, and I, and I thought y'all made a great point is it is it is sour taste because we've lost so many series in a row or what if we'd have sprinkled in some series wins and not swept some of those guys early but we still had the same record you know it's it's that taste in your mouth of uh you know kind of how we've lost some of those series we've let a couple get away but uh you know i, I still think if gunner could have thrown friday we scored eight runs and we'd probably win that series uh but you know we didn't it is what it is but i think these kids have turned the page and I think they would be ready to go tonight. and I'm sitting out here in left field right now talking with him. And you can't beat the weather. Uh, should have a great crowd. So I, I will say this. Right now, since I had this opportunity, we need everybody out here. These kids feed off uh, the energy. And, you know, it's different. Uh, if you're playing in front of 3,000 or 10,000, it's different. Uh, they, the adrenaline gets flowing. And, uh, you know, we need everybody out that can make it out for this uh, huge weekend series.
2: Hindu, always appreciate your time, appreciate your insight. Have a great call tonight. I appreciate you having me on, Rich. That's Brad Henderson joining us, talking some old Miss baseball as the Rebels get set to face Vanderbilt this weekend at Swayze Field. First pitch tonight, a little bit earlier start than normal. 6 p.m., games on television. So if, uh, if you're thinking 6.30 and you're going to the game, you will be late. Sports Talk Mississippi will wrap up the 4 o'clock hour right after this.
5: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. No accidents or breakdowns to report at this time. Traffic is backing up around I-20 westbound at the stack, so expect a little bit of delay in that area. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
6: Here's John and Corey Ravenstein from Juniker Jewelry Company.
19: Common sense often seems in short supply these days. Wasn't it poppy he used to say? Boys, you pay for what you get. And get what you pay for. Best advice he ever gave me. And it's never been more true than in the diamond business. A poor cut, poor quality diamond never gets better looking. I can promise you. That's why you've got to use some common sense. Like getting hands-on with quality loose diamonds in Mississippi's most trusted jeweler. Like shopping from thousands of diamonds, not just a few dozen. Juniper Jewelry Company is Mississippi's direct diamond importer. With 10 times the diamonds you'll find in average stores. Tray after tray of diamonds. Every size, shape, and price range. All at the guaranteed best prices in the state. So come get the
6: quality she deserves. At a price you'll love, it's just common sense. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison and junikerjewelry.com.
13: Spring is in full bloom at Gaddis & McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Join Weekend Gardening's Nellie Neal, the garden mama, and the rock and roll handyman show's Buddy Slowick as they broadcast live Saturday, May the 22nd from Gaddis & McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. There'll be big, big savings throughout the store along with fun, food, and live music from Rodney and Gerald Moore as they preview the Big Makita Power Tools sales event and the arrival of the Makita Cruiser on Thursday, May 27th. That's Gattis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton.
24: Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an XMARC. This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special mark pricing and special XMark financing with 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days.
1: Your midday meeting place. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1. Here on Super Talk Mississippi.
10: Nothing brings people together and forms a lasting bond like
1: sports. Sports Talk Mississippi. Covering your favorite teams like no one else. On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station.
2: Let's talk Mississippi. I don't know who this is on the ceasefire text line to give credit to, but I sure love it. Our sports book at timeout lounge, baseball lines for games tonight in the SEC. Love this. Tennessee is a favorite tonight in game one against Arkansas at minus 115. The run total is 11 and a half. Florida, big favorite at home against Georgia, minus 230. South Carolina, a minus 120 favorite against South Carolina. By the way, biggest favorite on the board is Mississippi State. We'll get to that in just a second. Vanderbilt is a favorite tonight against Ole Miss, but not overwhelming. They're minus 120. Run total, 11 and a half. Auburn is a -115 favorite at home against Texas A&M. Alabama at LSU, LSU a -180 favorite tonight with Landon Marceau on the game uh, on the mound against Tyler Ross. <laughs> Mississippi State is a 1 to 12 favorite
4: tonight against Missouri. That's high for a baseball game. They're just so bad. Yeah, but I mean, that said, they they were leading in the bottom of the seventh last night. So I mean, crazier things have happened.
3: Yeah, right. absolutely. I mean, they've got a player on Corinth on their, or from Corinth on their team. I think, and you know, it's it's still a baseball team at the Division One level, but comparatively speaking, it's they almost need to go the Wisconsin route if they're really not going to try then don't try. Then fold the program. Don't do it like Wisconsin. Wisconsin can't field a baseball team competitively, so they choose not to. If you're not going to invest in baseball in this league, fold it.
2: Am I doing the math right here? Mississippi State is a minus 1,200 favorite tonight?
4: Yeah. I guess, yeah. You gotta, one to twelve. If you gotta bet twelve to get one, yeah.
2: That means to win a hundred dollars on Mississippi State, you gotta give up minus twelve hundred to win a hundred dollars. Yep. Or you gotta you gotta risk twelve hundred to win a hundred dollars. Yeah. That does not seem like a value proposition. No. Because of that's baseball and whatnot.
4: Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't put any of my hard-earned money on that. You gonna know, lay like
2: twelve grand on Mississippi State tonight to win a thousand dollars? I am not.
4: You know, if you want to throw around some of your some of your big money, you can. But I- I'm going to let mm-hmm. that one go. Run total in that game, by the way, is twelve. That seems high, too. Kind of feels like a big number, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, State's not a great offensive team, and surely Missouri's not Bednar. Should be able to hold them down a little bit. I would be 12 is a lot. Can see. I mean, is this a game they either going to be like seven, seven to seven, two, eight to two, written all over it? i was going to say so it's either going to be like seven or eight, or or they'll be right and state goes for like fifteen or sixteen by themselves. They just they just get in a groove. Hmm. But again, Missouri won the game. I'm not just my head doesn't explode or anything. It's baseball. Yeah.
2: All right, I'm handing you a $100 bill, and you have to pick an underdog to win tonight. I think this is easy. Who you got?
3: Oh, Missouri. Oh, really? Just because of the return.
4: Yeah, the return on investment there is, is fantastic. That said, in terms of Yeah, but I kind of feel like you're
3: just taking that $100 bill and lighting it on fire. Possibly, right. but yeah. fires are cool, and if it doesn't happen to go on fire, then... If it gets cold, I'll be warm, and if it hits, then
14: I'll go buy a new
3: heater. <laughs> this might be a perfect night, by the way, to do the whole grab an iPad and watch the game on it and set a fire outside and watch mm-hmm. your baseball next to a fire. Like that's happening at the
2: Borky house? Is what you're saying?
3: Yeah. 100% no doubt. Yeah, no doubt.
2: Uh, I would have gone... I would have gone Arkansas getting run, or getting... It's almost like Arkansas is getting points.
4: Yeah. With Tennessee?
2: If I can get Arkansas as an underdog right now, I'll take it. My, Tennessee may very well win the game. Mm-hmm. May very well happen. But in terms of value, if I can get the number one team in the country as an underdog,
4: that feels like where to put your money.
2: Yeah. Two hours in the books with you. Those lines, courtesy our friends, courtesy of our friends at the sportsbook at Timeout Lounge at the Golden Moon Casino Pearl River Resort in Philadelphia. Five o'clock hour, more baseball talk, college football fix, and we wrap up the work week with what's on the grill. This is Sports Talk Mississippi.
14: Super Talk. This is
1: Super Talk, powered by your tree professionals at Bulwong Streetroads online and SuperTalk
16: dot FM. Fox News. I'm Karen McHugh. A different kind of terror warning from the DHS. The National Terrorism
0: Advisory System warned of an increasingly complex and volatile mix of domestic terrorism that includes individuals and groups engaged in grievance-based violence and inspired or influenced by foreign terrorists. The bulletin also warns extremists to try to exploit easing COVID restrictions by targeting public spaces, houses
16: of worship, or other racially or ethnically motivated targets. Fox's Jared Halpern. In Columbus, Ohio, the family of Andre Hill, who was shot and killed by police last December has reached a settlement with the city.
21: Today is a day of freedom mentally Hmm. to know that things are moving into the right direction.
16: Alvin Williamson is the brother of Andre Hill. That settlement reportedly worth $10 million. America is listening to Fox News.
7: Smith Marine has killer boat deals on sale now, featuring Crest Pontoons and Suzuki Motors. Offering thousands of new boats right now along with Suzuki Specials. This is the best time to buy your new or used boat. You'll never find a better deal. Smith Marine, 149 Harbor Drive, Main Harbor Marina in Ridgeland.
18: This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico's Steakhouse has been a staple of the fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. Dad has long since desired for me to come work alongside him. And now that I'm here, I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy pour beverages. Our dining rooms are open and we are taking reservations. Our private rooms are also available along with takeout. Call today or stop in to experience Tico's in the second generation. Tico's
13: Steakhouse, East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030.
1: This Fox News update has been brought to you by Tico's Steakhouse. Come dine with us. The steaks seared to perfection. Live Maine lobster and seafood.
12: Make it Tico's tonight. Tico's Steakhouse. Call 601-956-1030. I'm Stephen Gagliano. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Traffic on the Mississippi River near Memphis may have reopened, but the I-40 bridge between Arkansas and Tennessee remains shut down to road traffic.
17: A crack that goes through a steel beam, crucial for the bridge's integrity, was found on two Tuesday, more than 45 tugboats and 700 barges had been idled as a result. There were concerns that an extended closure could hurt the region's economy and have ripple effects on the supply chain.
12: And the Mississippi Gulf Coast will benefit from a sizable purchase made by the USDA. With the largest ever purchase of U.S. raised seafood by the USDA, the department is seeking to address disruptions in the food supply chain and reduce food insecurity resulting from the pandemic. They'll do so by purchasing 160 million dollars in seafood and other products which includes 25 million dollars worth of shrimp from the gulf of mexico in the south atlantic
7: aarp is working to protect americans 50 plus by making sure you have the latest information about the covid19 vaccines and the distribution plans in mississippi just visit aarp.org ms vaccine to learn who's eligible for the covid19 vaccine in mississippi when Where and how to get it, and what you might want to discuss with your doctor. That's aarp.org/slash MS vaccine. Paid for by AARP.
15: Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, visit our website at msboc.us.
14: I found myself surrounded. One policeman said that's him. Come along, wildflower child. Don't you know that it's too late? They're bound to get you because they got a curfew. And you go to the Starkville City Gym.
12: That song and the story behind it was honored today as the Mississippi Country Music Trail's latest marker commemorates the 1965 arrest of Johnny Cash in Starkville. The marker is placed at the corner of Highway 182 and Jackson Street. And three schools in Mississippi are being rewarded for their dedication to fitness. Jefferson County Junior High, the McLaurin Attendance Center, and Wolfolk Middle School in Yazoo City were each selected as the state's most outstanding schools for demonstrating leadership in getting and keeping their students fit. For the achievement, they'll each receive a $100,000 Don't Quit Fitness Center from the National Foundation for Governor's Fitness Councils.
1: Mississippi comes to talk the JT show with Gerard Gibbert weekdays ten to one here on Super Talk Mississippi. Take the friggin' wax out of your ear. Did you hear me? This is Sports Talk. This is sports Talk Mississippi. What say, sports fans? Now here's more on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Hour with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Let me be the first to say officially welcome to the weekend. Alongside Michael Borkey and Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross. Thank you for being with us on this Friday. You want to be part of the conversation? You may do so on the ceasefire text line. That number is 601. 601- 879 8, Bull, there's a lot of it in wireless, but Ceasefire thinks you deserve a plan that's actually what, what it says. Here's the real deal the best plan for one or two lines, $45 each with auto pay and paperless billing. No bull, Again, the number is 601 879 4395 Cotton States Baseball is coming to the Mississippi Gulf Coast for the last 12 years. Cotton States Baseball League based in New Albany has provided an incredible wood bat summer league for college players and now Cotton States Baseball is expanding and getting back to its roots with Cotton States Baseball Coastal. It's getting close now. We're only about 3 weeks away until the start of the regular season this June and July, starting June 4th, come to be a part of the best baseball on the coast. Six to eight teams, all college players, games on Friday night, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday afternoon. Season starts June 4th. 20 regular season games, league championship series at the end of July. Registration still available, but time is running out at cottonstatesleague.com. For more information, give them a call, 662-539-2440. Again, 662 662- Five three nine twenty four forty, or find them on Twitter or Facebook, at Cotton States. Don't miss out this summer. The college boys of summer are headed to Biloxi for Cotton States Baseball Coastal. It's time right now for the college football fix.
20: College Football Fix
2: is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Get behind the wheel of a brand-new Ford truck or SUV, whether it's the Explorer or the Expedition or perhaps the 2021 Ford F-150. Best-selling truck in America for 44 straight years. Test drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. Here's what we're doing with the College Football Fix. We're walking through, week by week, the highlight games of each week. Today we get to week number seven. We have a Tuesday night game, but it is not Maction. It is a Sunbelt Conference Tuesday night game at Cajun Field in Lafayette, Appalachian State, and Louisiana. Hey, Dad's favorite time of the year, where you get Monday night football, Tuesday night college football, Thursday, Friday, Saturday college football, a Thursday night NFL game, football all day from the NFL on Sunday, and then you do it all over again. Sounds good, it's doesn't the it, the
11: Most wonderful time of the year.
2: So that's the game on Tuesday. On Thursday night, you got Navy at Memphis, Georgia Southern and South Alabama. How about Clemson playing on a Friday night in October? Wasn't it? A Friday night in October, a few years ago, when Deshaun Watson had an injury at Syracuse. Was that a Friday game? I'm trying to remember. Pretty sure that was the case.
4: Where the, I forget Can't... who the backup was, but he had to come in and win it in the final seconds. Who was that, Borky? Oh, shoot,
3: I don't remember. Chase
4: Bryce? Yes, who
2: later transferred to Duke, didn't he?
4: Yes, and then he transferred out again. Yeah, almost like he
2: wasn't good enough to be a starter at the Division One level in college. Maybe just say yeah. it. C-Spire text line. Tell him never to sing again, or ratings will go down.
8: Oh, okay. that was directed at you, Hayden.
2: pretty darn entertaining games on that Friday night. Clemson at Syracuse yeah. and then Cal at Oregon.
4: What's well, not to like?
3: That game could have, uh, you know, semi-playoff implications on it. Could. It. it could. It yeah. could. So, that's something. So Cal in a Friday country. night
2: spot, even though it's on the road, could be dangerous. You remember a uh, certain Wazoo team going into Berkeley on a Friday night with the uh, the smoke hovering over the field, a Mike Leach coach team. Washington State was a big favorite. Why I remember that, I don't know. Maybe I do know why I remember that Washington State was a big favorite and laid an egg in that game. Cal won, so I don't know. <laughs> just Just thinking out loud there. Somebody took a hit that night, I think. I have no idea what you are talking about. I'm just saying. Here's the SEC slate for Week 7. Auburn and Arkansas. Bit of a revenge game, but we have the same officials as last year in Jordan-Hare.
4: If I'm the SEC, embrace the heel role. Yes. Same crew. Kentucky is in Athens. Florida at
3: LSU. No love lost between those two. Could be an ah. interesting game. I mean, there's a few of these now, most of which involving LSU because I don't think that they will be patient. Even though he grew up on the Bayou on a crab boat uh, with Ed Orgeron. What are you talking about, Borgie? Well,
4: right, F- F- LSU, LSU has F- LSU loses to UCLA and Mississippi State. Is Orgeron coaching this game?
2: Probably not. Do you guys have you heard the national dudes? They are. Not surprisingly, bullish on this being a big bounce back year for the LSU Value
3: Bengal Tigers. Yeah, I saw something in the athletic no, that they had uh, their top 25, and LSU was like 24th, and now they've moved up to 13. And they acknowledged, wow, LSU's made big moves lately. And I just want to say, what? What did they do? It's not the NFL. There's no free agency here. They didn't add anybody, nothing changed. It's insane. It we just straight up
4: I made my poll, and I was like, uh, I'm going to put LSU a little higher because their fans are are excited. We want them, them to click on doing. our article. And we want them to click on our articles. Oh, man, they got LSU high. Let me see what they said.
2: I've heard a lot of folks saying, oh, yeah, this is an LSU team. that should be a 9- or
3: 10-win team. I mean, they should be a 9- or 10-win team every yeah. year and then what, some. What? But-
4: what LSU team shouldn't be a 9- or 10-win team? They should roll out of the bed and win nine games. In Starkville,
2: Mississippi State, on the 15th of October, part of the Week 7 slate, will host the Alabama Crimson Tide.
8: All right. Yay.
19: Yay, college football.
2: <laughs> You're a little less peppy about that one than you were Appalachian <laughs> Every State other game. and Lafayette Every other on game on the
19: schedule. Tuesday
2: night. Yeah, yeah.
16: Well, you know, the Aggies when I've read-
2: are in Como to take on Missouri. Right. The game that will be relegated to 11 a.m. on the SEC Network. Vanderbilt is at South Carolina.
3: Oh, Gross. That, that, uh, the loser of that game finishes last. No. What, what,
4: whatever the number is, I don't even care. Bet the under. Six and a half,
3: fine. I'm not totally convinced Vanderbilt's going to be bad on offense, but... Uh, you know, but bad for them. I don't think they're going to be like a middle tier SEC offense, but I think they're going to be like a, you know, you've got a 28 point lead and you look up in the fourth quarter and they've cut it to 17 somehow, like really quickly,
4: you know, that kind of an offense. A lot of 45 yeah. 28s. Is that what yeah, you're Yeah, kind of
3: like where, where when you let up, they've got enough dudes that can score when you've got your yeah. walk ons and third stringers in the game. Yeah. All right, question for you.
2: Florida at LSU will be on CBS at 2.30. Despite the protestations of LSU, that will happen. Possible. Alabama at Mississippi State or Ole Miss at Tennessee as the Saturday night primetime game on ESPN. I think whichever is not the Saturday prime game is the SEC Network game of the week, they would hope.
4: Yeah. It's a lot better than I think they're going to be. And they're somehow 4-0. They would be the CBS game with Alabama, though. But I don't think that's going to happen.
2: What about this? What about Florida LSU at 2.30? Hmm. We know that ESPN values that 11 a.m. kickoff slot. Like, ratings have been good. What if College Game Day rolls right into Alabama at Mississippi State? And Ole Miss at Tennessee... Is, the, is the ESPN Saturday night prime game.
4: Yeah. Because even at three and one, state would likely be in the top twenty five, so.
2: Yeah, because Kentucky at Georgia is like SEC Saturday night primetime game that is, on the network.
4: That is Tom Hart, Jordan Rogers, and Cole Kublik written all over it. It does.
2: I think we just predicted the TV schedule for that day for the SEC. Generally. Kentucky, Georgia, point. SEC Saturday night prime, Florida, LSU, CBS, Alabama, Mississippi State kicks at 11. Texas A&M at Missouri is the 2-30 game on the SEC network. Ole Miss at Tennessee, Saturday night prime. I don't know where they put Auburn and Arkansas.
4: ESPNU at like <laughs> 6.30. At 8 o'clock? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah.
2: We'll look at the rest of the uh, schedule for week seven. Some interesting games and some of the other conferences when we come back. This is Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm.
5: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. Other than the normal congestion for this time of day and a little bit more at I-20, westbound at the stack, no accidents or breakdowns to report. If you do see a traffic problem, call your local law enforcement. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
21: Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor. Exit 114 in Glykstead or online at binnelson.com. Family. What does family mean to you?
1: At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, we value family.
9: In America, the future belongs to everyone. So we built the SUVs and trucks of the future for everyone. Like Explorer and Expedition, SUVs built to command the road. And the 2021 F-150, smart, tough, and built to get the job done. Because the vehicles of the future aren't built for a few. They're built for America. Drive one at your Mid-South Ford dealer today
1: window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to
21: autotrimdesigns.com. This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. Located in Glutstadt, just south of Germantown High, Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture. With all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving, a farmer's market is open full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's will have farm-fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping. Our designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gladstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway south of Germantown High. Callaway's
17: is, Callaway's is everything for
15: home and garden. That's what Callaway's is.
1: Real talk for real Mississippians. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Covering your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Thanks for being with us on this Friday. A few more games to look at on that Week 7 calendar for college football as we uh, wrap up the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. For the ACC, Miami at North Carolina could be interesting. Big Ten that week. Kind of a blah schedule. Michigan State at Indiana, Purdue at Iowa, Nebraska at Minnesota, Rutgers at Northwestern.
4: Mm. Army is at Wisconsin. Look out, Uh, Badgers. That's interesting. That's an interesting uh, game. Over, under on yards in the ground in that game. If I set it at 650. Under. Between the two schools, between both of them? Yeah, I'll go under 650. Oof, I don't know. Because Army's three to pop. I mean, I get it, but they they hold the ball for a long time. They do.
2: So they limit possessions. That's
4: why I'll play the under.
2: All right. Uh, Oklahoma State at Texas that week. UCF at Cincinnati could be big in uh, the American. Out West. UCLA at Washington could be fun. Arizona State at Utah, nah. It's a really good slate that weekend in the SEC. The rest of college football is just kind of ho-hum that weekend.
4: Oh, imagine that. The SEC has to carry everybody else. Who knew? <laughs> Who
2: Mississippi State got a win last night in baseball over Missouri 5-4. to They will play game number two tonight at 6.30. Will Bednar last week. Against South Carolina was really, really good. Maybe the best that he's been all season long. Most strikeouts he's had in a game. Now, it feels like the challenge is stacking really good consecutive starts together. Is that reasonable?
7: Yeah, yeah. Because
4: it was the same thing with McLeod. You know, I mean, he right. He's been really up and down. And last week he was the SEC pitcher of the week. This week he can't get out of the the, the third inning. Um. So for Bednar, yeah, it's, State's going to have to start doing that because you got postseason play coming up, and you're going to need to win those games. So yes, that, that is something Mississippi State needs to do. Is those two front line guys, potential first rounders, have got to be able to on back to back weekends show up for you? What do you guys think about this Ole Miss Vanity series this weekend?
3: I would have been far more excited to watch it had Gunnar Hoagland not suffered an unfortunate injury because the two pitching matchups tonight and tomorrow would have been spectacular. You could still get a great one tonight. I mean, if you look at just just the numbers, and I know they don't tell the whole story, but just the numbers say Doug Nikhazy's having a better year than his opponent tonight, Kumar Rocker. It's just what the in numbers terms, say. Uh, in terms of what? ERA and SEC play and things like that, he's been better. That's just numbers, though, of course. But so,
2: so, so you're using conference-only numbers, not the entire season. That's right, yeah. Okay. Which I think is entirely fair to do at this point of the year.
3: It is. And, of course, it's cherry-picking stats to fit a narrative. I, I, it is. I, I'm just saying, though, you can still get a high-quality elite-level, like college baseball Friday night, two-pitchers, just going at it, shutting down lineups tonight, even without Hoagland, you can still get that today. Because Nikhazy is capable of shutting down any lineup he faces. He's proven that. Just because his stuff isn't first-round stuff like Kumar Rocker's is, doesn't mean he can't put up a stat line like Kumar Rocker can.
2: Random, this has to happen for Ole Miss to win. Game one tonight against Vanderbilt. I'm going to say, Ole Miss has to hit three home runs tonight to win against mm-hmm. Kumar Rocker.
3: What's the rationale? Because you don't think they're stringing hit a bunch of yeah, hits I, together? I, I think true. he's a hard guy to have
2: a, a rally inning against, where you string together five or six hits to score four runs. So yeah, that's a good, you know, good you. You, you get a walk or a leadoff single and get a two run home run you know you, you hit a solo shot in there you, you, you touch him up for four or five runs over the course of six innings and you probably got a shot give give me a uh give me a this has to happen for Ole miss to win tonight
4: I like what Brad Henderson said about uh, keeping uh, their leadoff guy you know in check and what you mentioned about how Bianco has no problem throwing it over six, seven times to do that—you know, he bothered State a lot in that uh, Sunday game uh, a few weeks back. The, the, the leadoff guy, whose name I forget. Um, so that—that that, that, I think that, that sounds like a, a good key for me is can they, you know, keep him off the bases, and if when they do get him, don't let him get into scoring position without benefits of the base hit. It's Bradfield, isn't it?
3: I believe that's correct, yeah.
2: Or can you give me a a random Ole Miss
3: has to do this to win tonight? I don't know how random it is, but Nikhazy gets you through seven. Ooh. Okay. If he, if he can get you to the eighth, that means he kept his pitch count low, which you would assume meant that he didn't give up a whole lot of runs. If you can get stretch him out and maybe chase Rocker, you've got to uh, – You've got a chance here. Because the thing about Ole Miss, which is so fascinating about this team, is their bullpen has been a disaster a lot of weekends, especially lately. Not very deep. Not a whole lot of reliable arms there. But their offense can beat anybody on a given day. My gosh, they lost a game in an SEC series against the best team in the country in which they scored 14 runs in that game. They they can score with anybody. And so, if if Doug McKezy can get eight innings tonight, they can win the game tonight because of just how potent they are offensively. Even without Tim Elko, they're still that good without him. Yeah. Um,
2: Kevin says Kale Baker's got to have a good night. Kale Baker batting in the eight hole in the lineup, I believe. Yeah, here's Ole Miss's lineup tonight. Jacob Gonzalez at short, Chatinier at second, Graham at, in left, Dunhurst catching, Bench at third, McCanson center, Leatherwood in right, Baker hitting eighth, playing first, and Calvin Harris in the D.H. spot
3: with Nikhazy on the mound. Call me crazy. I don't think that's their best lineup still. Because of what they did at the D.H.? Right. I mean, maybe there's no right answer, but I still think, even with the struggles lately, that Plumlee should be an everyday guy for his plus defense, and you DH one of the guys that are elsewhere in the lineup. I think that would give you your best chance at also being good in the field while not really missing anything at the plate, because with all due respect to the young man, you're not getting a whole lot from Harris. You're just not. So why not upgrade in the field while not losing anything at all at the plate and possibly even
8: gaining?
2: I mean, I guess the rationale is Kumar Rocker, the right-hander, John Rice yeah. Plumley, right-handed bat. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that's the rationale.
3: You've grown, if you've played baseball to the point that they've played, they've seen enough right-handers to where that shouldn't really affect too much, right? I mean, if that's really the difference, then...
2: Southern Miss is at FAU this weekend. And Game 1 has been delayed. I'm assuming that's because of weather. About to get couple of games started in the SEC number one Arkansas at number four Tennessee first pitch at 530 Georgia and Florida get started at 530 South Carolina at Kentucky begins at 530 this is a critically important weekend for South Carolina not to get into the field South Carolina's RPI is good I mean metrics is a term we've used a bunch right so their metrics are good, but they need wins in the league. After getting swept in consecutive weekends, right?
15: Mm-hmm.
2: So They've lost six in a row in the league. And poor Missouri. Last night was their 10th straight
4: SEC loss. Who does Missouri finish the season with, you know? Pain. (laughs) Disgust. Anguish. Uh, Auburn at home. A chance to get a win in there. Chance to finish on a strong note. Sports
2: Talk Mississippi, half an hour left with you. On this Friday, we'll be right back.
11: Fine, baby, am
13: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Solander. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today's sunny skies, high near 78. Tonight, clear skies, low around 55. Your Saturday, sunny conditions, high near 81. Saturday evening, partly cloudy, low around 59. And for your Sunday, a beautiful day, mostly sunny, high near 83. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. With one home stand in the books, your Mississippi Braves
15: are back at Trustmark Park for 12 games May 18th through 30th against the Chattanooga Lookouts and Montgomery Biscuits. Tuesday, May 18th is our first Bark in the Park presented by Hollywood Feed and also Strike Out Hunger with the Mississippi Food Network. Wednesday, May 19th is First Responders Day and join us for a Jackson Four tickets and drinks for $20 at the box office. Thursday, May 20th is Thirsty Thursday with $2 beers and sodas. On Friday, May 21st, the first 1,000 fans will receive a Dansby Swanson replica jersey presented by the Mississippi Forestry Commission. Make sure to wear those blue suede shoes for Elvis night and another post-game fireworks show after the game on Saturday, May 22nd. Sunday, May 23rd wraps up the first leg of the homestand. It's a matinee 205 game and family fun day. And don't forget, kids run the bases after every Friday and Sunday. Sunday game. For more information on promotions or to purchase tickets, make sure to visit MississippiBrains.com.
7: COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide the key technology solutions to power your business while ensuring safety and productivity in the workplace. Visit RJYoung.com slash COVID.
13: The best made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769 208 8283. Once again, 769 208
19: 8283. Hey guys, I'm Michael Clark with Ace Bolton Screw Company. We have been locally owned and operated for over 50 years. Come by and check out our newly remodeled store. We've got all the biggest brands, power tools, and hand tools. DeWalt, Milwaukee, Makita, Channel Lock, Irwin, and Lennox, just to name a few. Let us help you get the job done right. Come see us at Ace and Screw, Couple, Jackson, Tupelo,
6: Atlanta, and Gluckstadt. I'm Dr. Michael Walker, founding physician at New Care MD.
12: I'm Stephen, Gagli- <clears throat> I'm Stephen Gagliano, you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Traffic on the Mississippi River near Memphis may have reopened, but the I-40 bridge between Arkansas and Tennessee remains shut down to road traffic.
17: A crack that goes through a steel beam, crucial for the bridge's integrity, was found on Tuesday. More than 45 tugboats and 700 barges had been idled as a result. There were concerns that an extended closure could hurt the region's economy and have ripple effects on the supply chain
12: and the mississippi gulf coast will benefit from a sizable purchase made by the usda with the largest ever purchase of u.s raised seafood by the usda the department is seeking to address disruptions in the food supply chain and reduce food insecurity resulting from the pandemic they'll do so by purchasing 160 million dollars in seafood and other products which includes 25 million dollars worth of shrimp from the gulf of mexico in the south atlantic
20: Now existing customers and new customers get our best phone deals existing cspire customers new Spire customers you might be saying existing and new customers that's everybody and we agree that's why we call them the everybody deals so whether you're a new or existing cspire customer get an everybody plan and make our best deals on new phones all yours no bull cspire new and existing customers get our best 5g phone free go to cspire.com for details
1: Sports Talk. Sports Talk Mississippi. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Mississippi State, game two tonight against Missouri. We talked earlier with Kyle Peterson. I asked him the question if Mississippi State was legitimately good enough to win the national championship. They're playing at a really high level right now, and KP's response was they are one of a handful of teams that will surprise him if they are not ultimately in Omaha. So, Borky, you want to drop a little agree or disagree, a fair or foul, perhaps?
3: Yeah, uh, agree or disagree. Mississippi State's issues in the field that did pop up yet again last night is the only thing that stands between them and a championship. So not making a Super Regional or anything like that a championship. only thing that stands between them and in making that,
4: I can't say it's the only thing because they do have some issues at the bottom of the order, being a little bit more consistent hitting wise. Um, you know, having a third starter, we'll see what happens this weekend with if it's going to be Houston Harding. Can he can he fill that role? I mean, they they have a couple question marks here and there. It's not the only thing, but it's certainly the biggest thing because you just can't give away runs, especially when you're a team that doesn't score a whole ton of runs yourself. So, not the only thing, but it's the biggest thing. If you are
2: looking to poke holes or to pick nits with Mississippi State, I think there are three things that you can point to. And I don't think any of the three are damning or like automatic disqualifiers. But I think maybe the combination of the three could raise its head at the wrong time. Hopefully that's not the case. Consistency from the rotation. We know that the best you can get from Christian McLeod is really, really good. Like as good as anybody in the country good. We know that Will Bednar, when he is locked in, can be as good as anybody in the country. Game three is a little bit of a question mark. So so that would be item number one, which is you kind of alluded to, Hey Dad. Item number two would be something else that you pointed to, and that would be kind of the back half of the order. You know they're good at the top with Rowdy Jordan and then Tanner Allen and Logan Tanner and got some guys that can drive it out of the park. Percentage of runs scored via the home run is low for Mississippi State. I don't have the exact number, but they're Mm -hmm. at or near the bottom of the SEC in that particular category. Probably doesn't matter as much in Omaha... But you got yeah, to get there. That,
4: that, that, that helps you in Omaha if you're a team that could score without the, the long ball.
2: But, but could it raise its head between here and there? Who knows? Sure. And then the third thing, to me, is infield defense. And, and I was going to say up the middle defense, but I don't think it's up the middle defense because I like Logan Tanner behind the plate. I like Rowdy Jordan in center field. Second, short, third worries me a little bit. You know, just a little bit of a lack of consistency with those three spots. Not that they're bad, and they're they're, they're okay, but they don't excel in third-base shortstop, second-base defense. Now, if you have a weekend where all three of those issues arise at the same time, that could be perhaps a recipe for an upset in a regional or super-regional situation. I don't think individually, though, any of those things are a disqualifier from getting to the College World Series and potentially winning the College World Series.
4: Yeah, But, when you but if you them, have
2: yeah. a night where you don't get production from 5 through 9 in the order at all starting pitching doesn't get you deep into the game, you only get three or four innings out of a starter, and you kick a couple of balls, if that happened all in the same scenario, that could potentially be tough to overcome.
4: Yeah. I would agree with that. I mean, how could you not? Even even two of those things can be be a problem for you. If if you're not not getting anything out of the bottom of the order and so you're not scoring a lot and you give away a couple of runs, I mean, yeah, that's going to bite you.
2: Yeah. So, um, maybe a little difficult to have a big grilling weekend if you're planning to be at the ballpark, certainly if you're in a working capacity at the ballpark. Borky, you said back porch tonight, iPad, outdoor TV, whatever it is to watch baseball, get a little fire going.
3: Is the grill going to be going, going not, as well? Not tonight. I haven't decided what I'm going to do this weekend yet. I actually, okay. uh, I made a. Oh, you're going to love this. Like a, I'm like Gordon Ramsay in the kitchen when I want to be. I oh, made shrimp now? and mushroom risotto last night. Or as Gordon says, risotto.
4: So Risotto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> However he says it.
3: And I nailed it, too. It was really good. And I don't, don't say care. that. I usually always think that I made a mistake somewhere when I cook. I'm pretty good at self-analyzing. Last night, nothing to analyze. Stuff was good.
2: Hmm. There you go. I'm not the world's biggest risotto guy, but there is an appetizer on the uh, on the menu at Saint Leo in Oxford. They are fried lemon risotto balls with a little bit of a red sauce drizzled around them and a little bit of like fresh shredded parm on top. And they are out of this world.
4: That sounds pretty good.
2: Really, really good. So no grill for the rest of the weekend? Or just hadn't decided yet?
16: I haven't
3: decided yet. Um, Maybe burgers? I might, actually. I haven't done... And it's so easy to do really good burgers. Like You go to a cookout... And I refuse to call it a barbecue, but I have a friend that calls it a barbecue, and it's always just burgers and hot dogs drives me nuts. We argue about it, and he doesn't listen. Um, Like, if you've had... Some people say if you had one burger, you've had them all, you can't make them good. That is false. You just got to do it right and, like, put time and effort into it. We're so used to, like, drive-through stuff being so fast, and it's all the same. No, you can make a burger stand out and make it really good... If you just took a little bit of time to do it right,
2: Jeff says you Oxford folks are way too fancy. What's <laughs> fancy about burgers, Jeff?
3: we about burgers moved though. on
2: from well, fried r- lemon risotto balls.
3: R- risotto's not fancy, though, man. It's just, I mean, I it's essentially just the, that particular kind of rice, which is not expensive to buy, and chicken stock. Now you you dress it up with others like you know you season it with salt and pepper and you know garlic. I did a shallot also in there, which was great. Or um, a shallot, as he would say it. Yeah, uh, some Parmesan cheese. <laughs> but like the the cost of the meal that I made last night for my wife was sixteen dollars. It's nothing.
2: I don't generally fancy up my burgers. Now we get a message that says, somebody said, crumpled blue cheese in your burger. Right, that's fine. Oh, beautiful. Not a, I'm not a big blue, cheese, blue cheese guy. Oh, I love it. My uh, my burger deal is I do uh, a little bit of Worcestershire, a little bit of black pepper, and Lowry's seasonal. Lowry's is just kind of my go-to. And then do them on the grill. Think
13: you're
2: wrong. Just, and, and that's it. And as long as they're cooked right, it's... Um, they tend to work out pretty well. Seaspire text line, some of your uh, images are popping up. Let's see here. Skip says everyone has that friend that calls it a barbecue.
3: Yeah, it's so. Uh, oh, I'm going to have a barbecue. Nice, I'm coming over. It's hot dogs on a gas grill. Come on, man. You said you a barbecue. Cookout, you didn't say dogs. Yeah. <laughs> you you didn't a say cookout, dogs sir. on the grill you got to distinguish um, the difference around here.
2: All right, so what does Bill in Greenwood have on the grill here? He's got sausage.
3: What else have we got here? I can't find him. Maybe it hadn't come in for me yet.
4: It looks like. A, oh, there it is. It's. It, I don't think. Is that a. Just some cut kind of beef? I don't know. Looks good. Hey, hey.
2: Yeah, and I need a little bit more info, Bill. I mean, my my thought is that that is
4: kind of a tenderloin of some sort. Okay, if you zoom in, that's a that's a tenderloin, and it looks like I don't know what those two things in the back are though. That's cuz those those are not a tenderloin, but they're too big just to be a steak. Yeah. So I don't know.
3: It looks good, whatever. I mean, I'd eat it without asking yeah. questions. Yeah. C-Spire text
2: that. line from Hattiesburg. Grilling steaks down here in the burg. waiting on the start of Southern Miss at FAU. It's been delayed since 4 o'clock because of rain, but is about to get started. You guys went from baseball to cooking in 13 seconds. By the way, what are your thoughts on barbecue sauce? Which one is your favorite? <laughs> we can uh, circle back to that. Burgers are best with Lipton beefy onion soup mix.
3: Interesting. I'll give it a shot.
2: Tim and Carth says, it's been years since I've had gator steaks on the grill. Ooh. Like gator. Sports Talk Mississippi, we will wrap it up with you. Coming up next, Tennessee is taking an early two-zip lead over Arkansas. Packed house at Lindsey Nelson in Knoxville.
5: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. Other than the normal congestion for this time of day and a little bit more at I-20, westbound at the stack, no accidents or breakdowns to report. If you do see a traffic problem, call your local law enforcement. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
19: Coors
1: Light and Family Termite welcomes the M.I. Crazy Comedy Tour featuring Chad Prather. I hear somebody yelling across the parking
11: lot. Chad Braither, is that you? With
1: special musical guest Cole Ford. My life, my life is perfect. My truck, my car, my work. Mitchell Plus, Ira Dean and Andy Griggs. Coors Light and Family Termite welcomes the Am I Crazy Comedy Tour. Thursday, May 27th at the Scott County Forest Convention Center. For tickets and more info, visit WatchChad.com.
8: WatchChad.com. Confidence. Peace of mind. A way
13: forward. During tough times, these are the things we all want. And with the personalized help of a Trustmark relationship manager, it's something we can find together. That's why Trustmark is standing by business owners. No matter what challenges you may be facing, we are here with a suite of financial services to help you find a path
18: forward. Learn more at Trustmark.com business. This is Jake Mangum. Some call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves. It takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team mississippi farm bureau just like i did visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfbins.com farm bureau insurance go with the home
1: team Find out what's happening in Mississippi politics and what it means to you on the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. Let's go, let's go, let's go. This is your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Tennessee with its fourth hit in the bottom of the first inning, leading 2-0 over Arkansas. Opposite way base hit on the ground. Infield bunt. Guy just deadened it in front of the plate, beat it out at first. Uh, Two-run double, I think. Two-run single, and then an infield single that was a rocket to third. They're getting after Wicklander early in this ballgame. That is part of what has already gotten started tonight in the SEC. Going into tonight's games, Tennessee at 17 and 7, one game ahead in the win column over Vanderbilt, who's played one fewer game because of a rainout last weekend. Florida's at 15 and 9, South Carolina 12 and 12, Kentucky and Georgia both 11 and 13, and Missouri 5 and 19. I do want to correct something that I said earlier. I said that South Carolina had lost six in a row. They actually did win game three. They've lost five of their last six. So one game three last week against Mississippi State in the West.
4: Had a sorry. brain fart on that one, yeah. Yeah.
2: Arkansas at seventeen and seven. Mississippi State at sixteen and eight. Ole Miss at Wait, is that right? Is that updated?
4: Mississippi State is seventeen and eight, aren't they? Seventeen and eight, yes, that's
2: correct. Yes, seventeen and eight. So that standing has not been updated on the SEC website. Um and Missouri is five and twenty. Old Miss mm-hmm. at fourteen and 10, two games back of well, whatever. However, many back. Alabama then eleven and twelve, then it's L S U at nine and fifteen, A and M at seven and seventeen, and Auburn at six and eighteen. If the SEC tournament began today. Uh Auburn and Missouri would be at home. We got a bunch of a bunch of food texts. Corey in Cleveland suggests ranch mix and mayo. Is that in your burger?
4: What? Well, I think so. Ra- ranch is already mayo based, isn't it? Mid- why? We got to double up the mayo.
2: Cavender's Greek seasoning on your next burger.
4: Cavender's is, is is a go-to of mine.
2: Tell you what else Cavenders
4: is good on is grilled pork chops. You know what else Cavenders is good on? Bacon-wrapped asparagus. Mmm.
2: Uh, Trey and Saltillo says that he is boiling blue crab and shrimp and waiting on the dogs.
4: Ooh, how far is it to would, Saltillo?
2: David says Rendezvous hot barbecue sauce is the way to go.
4: What favorite barbecue sauce? That, yeah. It's not bad.
2: Skip and Pearl says cooking outside could easily hijack today's show most quickly.
4: I'm good we'll with that. It. Yeah, could we'll do the whole show. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Joey in Ethelsville, Alabama. Thanks for listening in Alabama, Joey says grilled meatloaf tonight.
4: I've seen those of smoked meatloafs.
2: Jeff says, "I bet Richard has a chandelier right over his grill in Oxford." <laughs> it is not a true statement, Jeff. <laughs> but I appreciate you participating.
4: He has his man serving out there doing the grilling. Uh,
2: Bill in Starkville says he picked up some venison and pork boudin in Hattiesburg last weekend.
1: That sounds delicious. Yum.
2: Let's see here. Chicken legs with wing sauce on the grill tonight. That's a good call. Keith and Vaden says, "Having BLTs,
3: you should smoke it like Hada does lasagna. Mm. Smoked BLTs?
2: Yeah.
4: Just finish the sandwich and slap it on the smoker for an hour. <laughs> Isn't the bacon smoked enough that we got to go out there and get the bread too, the lettuce? Perhaps. Um, uh, the I
2: got to wait a little, on, little longer on, on BLTs. Need so. some of those big old fresh Arkansas Traveler tomatoes before it's uh, BLT season."
3: We're growing I'm on our own. On are yeah, you? Yeah, I got three uh, tomato plants in the yard right now. Nice, big, big herb guy over here, but added some of that as well. Got a blueberry bush. I mean, we're, we're don't we're you to have to two? Weird. Why do you have to have two? They got they pollinate. You got to have a male and a female blueberry bush. Oh well, it's producing blueberries on its own.
4: There you go. It's got a trans blueberry bush. <laughs> Can't do that in Mississippi, hey, Dad? <laughs> Where's Porky? He's under the table. <laughs> and with that, we will
3: ease into the weekend. Game two, Mississippi without State. without nonsense. <laughs> Game Zero.
15: two,
2: Mississippi State and Missouri half an hour away. Ole Miss and Vanderbilt first pitch coming up in moments. We'll recap the weekend with you on Monday. Enjoy the beautiful weather. Enjoy some baseball. I wish you could see the ceasefire text line. Enjoy the grill. Just enjoy. For the, the boys, music, Brian Head and Michael Borky, I'm Richard Cross. We will talk to you on Monday. Adios!